0: The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GORUCK. GORUCK designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, including footwear, apparel, and rucks. Oh, a backpack. Like a backpack? If backpacks were made to last under the toughest conditions in the world. Hmm. Everything they make is backed by their Scar's lifetime guarantee and is tested and proven over and over and over again at GORUCK's events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans.
1: The GORUCK brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces Way of Life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GORUCK link to learn more about their gear
0: and events. And a portion of every purchase and event registration that you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to uh, a solid seven podcast. We are a better than average podcast, but just barely. And uh, each week we get together, talk about whatever's going on that interests us. And uh, more often than not, we bring along a guest and uh, here we figured last last episode of 2021. This year has been good to us. We've had a lot of good guests, but let's be honest. They're not not all guests are created equally. (laughs) we figure if when you're gonna if you're gonna close out the year you gotta go big right and uh what's bigger now now it sounds like a knock actually
1: i've yeah i'm like i feel like all of our other guests are now going oh okay is that's see if i come back on now
0: i just it sounds like i'm describing like uh becca as being like a large person and that's not it's just a large large personality
2: i joke you
0: it's It is, but not an intentional one, which might make it funnier, but uh, you know her, you love her, our very own Professor Rebecca Strangarity. Welcome back. Hi, friends. And she brought, uh, because this is how you close the year out, she brought a bonus guest. So for the first time ever, and hopefully not the last, we're welcoming Doctor. Doctor, not one of those, not one of those like PhD doctors, we're talking like Doctor Doctor. We're not talking like Dr. Joel Biden. Like somebody, if you were like choking or having a heart attack, and they said, Is there a doctor in here? An actual doctor, Joseph Strangarity, Welcome to the Solid Seven Podcast, sir. Wow. Thank you,
1: Thank you.
2: Thank you
3: for inviting me along.
0: No, nice to have you. Now we do we we gotta we gotta prep the guests and let them know. So this was a little impromptu. Uh, Because Dr. Joe's got some direct connection to some some news right now. So we weren't quite planning this. So they're sharing a speakerphone right now. So we're going to try and work it, work it good. But if you hear the audio cut in and out a little bit, we're just, we're trying to work around that, but uh, we, uh, we think it's worth it, but uh, very nice to have you here now before, especially when we have two intellectuals such as yourselves on the podcast before this gets too far away from us before Josh and I just absolutely can't keep up uh, we I have,
1: brought, uh, he's already lost me at doctor. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're smarter than me, man. Let's just move on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, we have a, a tradition here on the solid seven podcast of, uh, cracking some, uh, ice cold Jocko go energy drinks to get the ball
1: rolling. And, uh, what
2: I
0: do uh mango
1: I'm, from my new stash that just came in the mail hey
4: there we go it was
1: pretty terrible though because i'm like okay ups you guys are a bunch of idiots they said that they delivered it they attempted to deliver to my house they didn't they no one knocked also it's just jocko go just leave it at the door like i don't need to i don't know and so uh they never delivered then they said hey we're gonna try again tomorrow they didn't they just ended up taking it two days later to a michael's and i had to go to the michael's craft store. And they have like a UPS access point. This lady's sitting in the front. I was like, Hi, I'm looking for the UPS spot. She goes, Okay, what's what's the order number? I'm like, ah, I don't I don't know. And then she's like, Okay, pull it and then we pull up the UPS tracking and I'm like, I don't I don't it's not on here. And it was weird, it wasn't on there. And then she's like, What's your name? Give her my name and then she walks to the back 10, 15 minutes later, swear to God, ten to fifteen minutes later, she walks back out with the box and goes, Here you go, sorry for that weight and I'm like, Yeah, I'm never Never You're doing right. this again. She was not drinking Jocko Go. She was drinking Anti Jocko Go, which makes <laughs> you dumber and slower.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Becca, I think last time uh, you were on is when we released uh, the Patreon that you did with it my. Was. And yeah. I think, I think yeah. part of our big news then. Uh, was that we had become Go Ruck affiliates, affiliates, um, which is awesome. And we're so excited about that. But since then, I'm sure you've heard because you're one of those guests that actually listens to the podcast. That, that's our favorite kind of guest, somebody who actually enjoys the show. Um, but I'm sure you've heard that we're also ambassadors for Origin Main and Jocko Fuel now, which means that when we inevitably send you the Jocko Go that you so rightfully deserve, because there are no Wawas around you, that will use our coupon code, Solid7, on the website to get 10% off off on it. So we'll bless you, but we'll be a little cheap about it. You know what I'm saying?
1: I know what you're saying. Just hopefully like someone else other than UPS delivers it.
4: Hopefully. Hopefully he's right. And yeah, yeah you guys this, but what an awesome thing. I'm just so proud. I'm so yeah.
1: proud. We did a lot to get here. We worked really hard by just talking. <laughs> so no, we talked really- our butts oh. off.
4: You talked a lot. You sucked us a lot of driving. Oh, Enough.
1: Let's get onto the driving. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, listeners, listeners know the drill, right? We kind of talk, yeah, wh- whatever. News of the day. We'll talk entertainment. We'll talk tech. Well, I mean, whatever. And um, like news of the day. Now, this wasn't on my radar to talk about tonight, um, but uh, doesn't mean we would never have got there. But so we're we're texting with Becca before we start off tonight. She's like, "Hey, I'm trying to see if my dad will come on to talk about the China thing." I'm like, "What?" what 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 china thing and um dr joe what what china thing
3: <laughs> well <clears throat> a couple years ago i was sitting watching mm-hmm, my favorite tv show fox news with tucker carlson and he comes out with this report on this guy named charles lieber and he showed his face on the screen and i said oh my gosh that's the guy that i was in chemistry I was a chem major with him at Franklin and Marshall College in Lancaster, and he went on to grad school in chemistry, and he's now, well, he was. Of course, now he's in jail, or will be soon, but he's- Sucks
1: to be him. Yeah.
3: (laughs) A big guru on nanotechnology, which I thought was very fascinating. Is he going to make Iron Man suit? What?
4: Is he wearing an Iron Man suit? Is he going to make
3: Iron Man suit?
1: Because that was made out of nanotech.
3: I know. Can you believe it? I've read a bunch of techno thrillers that talk about nanotechnology and it was like, wow, I didn't know he was into that. But what happened was he was approached by China and get ready for it. The Wuhan Institute of Technology. Mm. And they signed him up to be like a trading partner with them. And of course, you know, it was probably some kind of spy crap. Um, But who knows? Um, But he's so big in nanotechnology it makes me wonder that if he had anything to do with this outbreak of
1: covid wow um are we gonna get canceled now for you saying that like are we should we like be locking our doors tighter and it makes me wonder
3: (laughs) this but i just am really curious if he had anything to do with it because he he admitted that he brought like hundreds of thousands of dollars back from china in a suitcase that he never reported
4: I think it's like
3: $1.5 So That's it? He, yeah. He just got convicted of lying. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with if he does go to jail, but supposedly he has follicular lymphoma, which could be fatal soon, and so he's asking for leniency. But, you know, it's, oh, yeah, I brought this money back, and I just had selective memory, and, you know, he's one of the smartest guys I ever knew in college, and it's like.
1: You should ask but- if you could be the beneficiary of yeah, that I mean- money.
3: That I knew this guy said, "Where did you put all this money when you brought it back?" He's got to have it hidden somewhere, or his wife's got.
0: I (laughs) mean, who among us hasn't traveled to a communist country and then (laughs) forgot, like, just forgotten to declare? You know, like a million, million and a half dollars when we got back. Who? I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he who hasn't cast the first stone. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I had a, if I had a nickel for every time I forgot to declare communist money, I mean, come on. I know I've got some rubles back in my bedroom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, they're not this anymore, so
2: it's safe.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, it's 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 been a while since you guys were you know sitting over a shared Bunsen burner. But I mean, obviously, you said he struck you as particularly intelligent. But I mean, was he running like a he like an like an underground exam cheating ring? Like, was there anything then that would tip you off yeah. to
3: that? Like, yeah, he was just a regular guy and student and. You know, you do two years of regular chemistry classes then the last two when you're a major, every, every class is with that person. You know, you're all together and you're doing labs together. I mean, we would constantly, we would collaborate on stuff and help each other out in labs. I mean, yes. Yeah. You know, it just caught me really off guard when I saw his face on Tucker. It's like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing?
1: Did you also <laughs> go to college with someone named Walter White? <laughs> I was
0: about to say, this, uh, this has a real Breaking Bad vibe. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Like, oh, I've got the cancers,
1: I'll take the... this My- guy who's
3: Walter White. <laughs> is that
1: you? <laughs> you know the real Walter White.
4: <laughs> My dad, not Walter
3: Oh, good, thank God. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, at this point, he's... I mean, this is just a blast from the past few. He's not anybody you kept up with or anything like no, that.
3: No, no, because he went to grad school. Right. To med school, so... Yeah, I didn't keep up with any of those.
0: From what I gleaned from the news, though, at this point, like he was doing his research based out of Harvard, right?
3: Yes, that's correct. Yeah, he was a big-time prof at Harvard, and he thought he was in, I mean, he probably was in line for a Nobel Prize for nanotechnology because he's like one of the world, if not the world-leading expert on it.
1: What's the saying, what's the benefit to gain the world but lose your soul type deal? That's so. right. Yes, you're exactly right skis man
0: well and on one hand like it's you know it's sad that this was uh you know it, 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 on a personal level like a dude you know and who knows what led him down this this path the flip side is okay, i don't let him money great, great to catch somebody uh for for something like this but the tech and the knowledge is gone like china's got what they want
3: that's right you're right yeah uh-huh. they, that's what they do yeah they they send people over to our universities and steal our stuff our technology and I'm sure we're doing everything we can to stop it, but it's like, this is just crazy. And, he, you know, maybe they entrapped him somehow and, mm. you know, and got him to say, you're going to do this for us because we caught you doing this. But
1: they looked at his yeah. internet history and they're like, hey, man, we got you. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, it's not
0: even like they, I've, it doesn't feel like they need to even be particularly sneaky about it these days. Like I know just from, um you know at the at the primary level you know working for a private school like i see the number of just chinese students being sent here for school and it seems our assumption would be this is innocuous right this is somebody who gains some means in this country and wants their child to have this experience or have this knowledge but they go on from from schools like ours two top universities and prestigious colleges and they work in labs and study under people like him. And oh, yeah. if you don't ever flip somebody like him, all everything they're learning, everything they're working on in that lab, not, not all of them. I, won't, I I'm not by any means trying. So, uh, you know, I don't know if, uh, Becca has ever subjected you to actually listening to the podcast. And if she does our apologies. Um, but you know, we're, we're no fans of the Chinese government here, but we all, preface it with the government, not the, like the CCP's hot garbage. The people are, are people People like us. Right. Um, and so, but you know, there's just no respect for human life there. There's no, no there's, there's no shared values. values. You you think people are people, but their system of government, it's an entirely different set of morality from what we think of as shared morality. And they just don't have the same qualms. So I, I don't by any means mean to demean every or or even most international students or anything like that, but it's that, you know, it's that one bad apple, right? It's the one they sneak in that, that is just looking for that information yeah. that, um, right. you know, grad
3: school and sociology or psychology, it's like, they're not going to learn anything that's going to help them do anything, but you do nano, learn nanotechnology and cold fusion and stuff like that. I mean, they're definitely going to take that back and, or they have their parents under lock and key, and say you're going to go over because you are smart. You're going to go over and learn everything you can, and bring it back.
0: Yeah, and there's just like their their cult. Like at, at, again, at the government level, there's just where we look at espionage at the corporate or the state level as as something. Um, you know, at least at the, at the state level, you kind of understand like there's kind of a necessity there. Like we we get like. They're spying. We're spying. Everybody's spying, right? You're you're trying to keep right. that, but right. it's the it's the corporate espionage that this they don't they don't have any moral qualms with that. They don't see it no. as honorable. And, and again, they don't even they've got themselves set up. They don't even have to work that hard at it when they're trying to get tech, when they're trying to infiltrate um, stuff like nanotechnology, when they're trying to they'd love to be you know, we talk a lot of space on here. They'd love to be landing their own boosters like SpaceX does. Like if you think they're not trying, um, you know, to infiltrate and take tech uh from from SpaceX you you're kidding yourself but then like we send all our stuff over there to be made they don't need to infiltrate apple they're building the phones they're really? building yeah. the computers like the plans are all there and so you see it all the time like a, a new product comes to market and the knockoffs are just out there right away it's because they're sending the brand name stuff out one door of the factory And the knockoff stuff out the other door and, you know, the plans and the tech out another door to government offices. It's just uh, it's just insane.
3: (laughs) I just I just hope that Tim Cook has you have to think he's got smart enough dudes there and women that can look at their phones and have some way to plug them into some mainframe and figure out if they're putting stuff hidden in the back door.
0: Well, and then I said, there's a bunch of reports out of, um, like they're, they're manufacturing some of the iPhones in India now. And then there was a big slowdown or shutdown because of a COVID outbreak. But then what's funny, you're like, okay, cool to see them moving out some manufacturing. And then you see the plant and there's a giant Foxconn sign on the side of it. So it's the same Chinese company. Yeah. It's, it's got all the same issues so it, at least you know india being a democracy is at least benefiting from some of the employment and the influx but ultimately the the technological information and and, the, and you know uh, the revenue is going you know right back into china
3: and they're trying to move in on africa and the minerals there and geez really just blows your mind the stuff that they're trying to get their hooks into
0: well, and they do it using, we're using our money, you know, so we're sending, we talk about it on here, all ad nauseum, we're sending all our, you know, we're buying everything from them. So all the money they're spending, it's, it's our dollars. And then they take that and they're going into these countries and they build infrastructure. They build roads, they build schools. And then they go, Oh, by the way, we'll take those rear earth minerals, please. And thank you, which is why we built the interstates anyways, so that we could get that to our ships so that we could get that to our shores. Wow.
3: Yes. It's quite the, quite the production.
0: Yeah. Man, what a what a crazy connection to have <laughs> to see on the news, this guy.
1: Could you even contact him if you wanted to?
0: Um, I doubt it. I'd
3: probably have to write a letter to his law firm and have them get it to him.
0: Right. So you'd probably end up on some list you don't want to be on <laughs> if you try and reach out.
3: So, oh, this, uh, After this 20 minutes, I'm sure I'm on the list somewhere.
1: <laughs> All of us are on a list. We're going to have to... Uh be living a little careful now so
4: yeah, we are like just with the way technology is we can't hide
1: yeah yeah
4: um so yeah
3: so what else do you want to talk about <laughs> uh, uh, well tell bro, me a
1: crazy doctor story <laughs> can i show you this rash real quick on my oh my boy
3: close off and let me see it okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca,
1: Rebecca look away. I'm married. But doctor, that's, what do you think? That's a
3: classic doctor joke is oh, wanna come up and ask me a question in the middle of, you know, party? So yeah, I'll take your clothes off. I'll gladly
1: give you an opinion. So <laughs> <laughs> what's more what's more serious? A head injury or a foot injury?
0: <laughs> that's an office joke
4: for you. Depends if it was from a grill.
1: Ah. Yeah, yeah if the grill fell in your foot, that yeah. would be Well, you don't have all the information. You don't know how severe the burn is.
0: Is yeah. there patient involved?
1: But,
3: yeah. Like waking what to smell? Patients lose their feet because of diabetes. and So it's, it's, nothing matter, but still you don't Hot. want a head injury. <laughs> I've got patients like that and they, you know, they're handicapped and they, you know, they've got issues with walking and talking and it's, it's sad.
2: Hmm.
0: That's like we, we've talked about it before. Like yours is a, a pretty uh, unique setup and that your practice is there at the house yep i've got a hitching post in my
3: out in my driveway for the horse and buggy mennonites <laughs> do you really oh
2: yeah oh yeah
1: you yes, said definitely. that so straight face that's why i was like oh that's fu- wait no you're serious <laughs> <laughs>
3: no it's the truth yeah every once in a while i gotta go take a shovel and throw the road no. apple over into the field get wow rid of
1: what you know, year were they- we in Do you see
0: with them because of of their, their, their lifestyle and diet, you know, obviously their lifestyle varies differ from like standard American diet, standard American lifestyle, um, or, or does it not as much as you would assume?
3: It's not as much as you would assume. And they have the same physical and mental issues as non-Amish and non-Mennonite.
1: Yeah. Um, has COVID hit the Amish people?
3: Uh, yes, but of Mm. course they don't they don't get interviewed by newspapers and stuff. So you don't really hear how bad it is in their population, but they have some issues. Um, Oh yeah. They don't, well, they don't believe in radio and they don't go on. They, they wouldn't consent to an interview unless there was like when some guy broke into an Amish schoolhouse and killed everybody, not everybody, but uh, most of the girls in there, they had head injuries afterwards from getting shot, but then they'll consent to being interviewed, but they don't like their pictures taken and, you got to be careful what you say and when you interview them. The
1: so, so, when COVID was hitting them, did they even know? Like, what's why are people suddenly can't smell and taste things? Um, yeah,
3: I would say they knew what was going on. I mean, they're they're pretty, even though they won't consent to that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. They do talk about it within themselves, and they they know
1: what's going on. Do they read what? the newspaper?
4: Yeah, sometimes they read the newspaper. Also, world word travels. Yeah, they're like they're out in the public mouth. all
3: the time. So they, they Oh, okay. They,
1: I just picture them in like a community completely separate from. Most no, places. they're really they in can be right spot.
3: next to regular people with their homes, and they mostly have farms. But they've branched out recently because there's a lack of farmland in Lancaster County anymore. So a and- lot of them build pole barns, which are like sheds, um, and they do other stuff. They frame houses like this room we're sitting in. Amish guys came and built the frame and then oh, wow. it was done by other people, but they do a lot of that kind of building and stuff like that.
1: But have they seen like a PlayStation five? Like have they <laughs> um, seen one? And they're like, yeah, that looks cool.
3: Yes. Yeah. They, they have that kind of stuff, but you, they've got to be really sneaky because once you join the church, which doesn't happen until they're like 18 to 20, they do everything. If not more. worse and more people that aren't
4: they Amish,
3: they're <laughs> allowed. They have this thing called Room Springa, which as teenagers they you sound go like
1: out. And, <laughs> I know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they drink rum and they jump so. around in the springs.
1: <laughs> oh, all right, oh. partying up with the Amish. <laughs> they do
4: yeah they a Until couple they, years ago before yeah. it was more commonplace were the ones that were growing pot in their fields and selling it and oh yeah lots of other insidious things going on in their barns in the yes. evening hours yeah.
3: Wow, on the weekends yeah they do not
1: know the the Amish got lit like that that's they, it's interesting
3: uh, not, not many people do and course they had the what was that Amish show the breaking
4: Amish wasn't it no
3: it was the yes. Amish Mafia oh yes the <laughs> Amish. that's kind of true but it, I mean they really played it up but okay and it was embellished obviously
4: not but, a lot though honestly and it's filmed here in Lancaster so
3: yeah
1: they have some um, it
4: was interesting do
1: Amish was, have guns um or they what? Go yeah they, 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 hunt. they hunt okay they, they use like rifles or something yeah, yeah. yes
3: Okay. Now Al- Baldwin Little pistols
0: here. Yeah, I don't think uh, them. Uh, they go hunting. So uh, for your purposes you you see the same instances in them of uh, which I I think I it's probably you I asked about at one point uh, about just the um like uh, percentage of occurrence of, of asthma and allergies which I, I think there's kind of a rumor that floats around that they don't suffer that as much which I think you kind of dispelled for me at one point. No, they, <laughs> That stuff,
3: and they have ang- a lot of anxiety and depression because of the overwhelming patriarchy of
0: Amish and Mennonite life. So that's that's a lot of what they deal with. But do you see like how, how because their level of physical activity is so different? And I assume their their diet's much more uh, traditional. Like from a treatment standpoint, you uh, kind of see the same occurrence of uh, metabolic syndrome-related stuff and, and those types of things, or just do oh, you yeah. see?
3: They get diabetes and high blood pressure. All that stuff.
1: So would yeah. they eat like McDonald's? If they would, they go to a McDonald's.
2: Uh, yeah,
3: they probably would, but not not often. Okay. But like like last weekend, we went to Shady Maple, which is a big smorgasbord around here, and there were tons to of Amish there.
2: Huh. And
3: you know, in the morning, if you go and break, this was lunchtime, supper time. So, you know, they'll eat all this. They'll go there and eat this food that's. You Know they should be able to make it home, but
2: wow.
3: right? that's a big Mac- family.
4: That's not McDonald's, that's they'll, a buffet. That's they'll specific. go to the ocean. I Pennsylvania mean, Dutch food, yeah. They'll the go ocean. to the ocean that you can rent. A lot yeah. of people around here will have a job where they drive a van that's literally taking Amish people to places,
3: yeah,
4: because um, they won't drive themselves. So,
3: and that- if you've heard of Sight and Sound, <laughs> which is a big Christian production place here. Mm-hmm. They have they're showing Queen Esther right now and next year they're doing David, but they've done Daniel and Moses and Jonah and Joseph stories and- so, so they well, have we like were-
1: light bulbs and stuff and electricity? Yeah. Oh, I thought- yeah.
3: Well they have they propane. Don't.
4: They use propane they
3: use propane.
1: Oh, okay. It's
3: very slick. They have they do have <laughs> telephones, but they put them in a little shed that looks like an out that you would think is an outhouse uh-huh. so, And they'll put it away from the house. And they'll have a phone line going there and they'll go out and answer the phone in this little shed because they're not allowed to have it in the house because it's worldly. However, because they run a lot of businesses and they make furniture and stuff, they, a lot of them do have cell phones and they use cell phones and, and the Internet to sell their stuff across the country.
1: So then, what's what's the line? Because I th- I've always grown up hearing Amish don't have any tech. They stay private over there. They d- they don't socialize with current things, but they have cell phones.
0: Oh yes, they But
4: there's the- also like branches of Amish, and then there's Mennonite, yeah.
0: and so you have- Mennonites are a lot more middle of the road.
4: Oh, Mennonites
0: look
3: yeah. like. Some of them drive buggies. Some of them will drive cars right, but that they are can black look- bumpers only. They only have black. They're all black mm-hmm. cars, and some will ride drive regular cars. So you wouldn't know they were Mennonite. But oh yeah, they have different gradations and sex, like we call them, because they get mad at each other for different.
1: Okay, so or- some people are like real Amish, and then other people yes. are like, I'm kind of Amish.
0: Yeah.
4: Right. Okay. okay.
0: The important takeaways here are that they make um, some mean wooden furniture and the oh, world yeah. and the world's best pies and baked goods oh yeah, Period. Oh, yeah. pies and shoe fly pie
4: um, thanks
0: yeah but so i I'm, I'm so intrigued that, that you see the same I, I would have expected less metabolic issue isn't that because there's been so much creep of standard American diet like do you see more processed food in their diets have you know, are they not cooking with more like natural fats and butters and like, they're, they're using some of the crap oils and stuff like that. Like, what do you attribute that to?
3: Um, that's a good question. I probably couldn't give a good answer for that. Cause I don't really know, but yeah, you know, they have the honest, they probably don't have as many, as many diabetics and as many hypertensives, but they, they do get that, those diseases and they get cancer too, of course.
1: And, would they do chemotherapy? Um,
4: Mostly no.
3: No, they they, they do, but it really depends on what the, the goal is.
1: Okay. And no. some,
3: some will get am, immunizations right. and some won't. So mm-hmm. it really depends on what they believe and how strongly they believe it.
1: So then say, say one of them gets a lung cancer, would they do surgery to remove the part of the lung that has the cancer or would they just do immunization treatments and not surgery
3: and they would probably go for surgery but again it would have to be something that would be almost curative to do like
1: they would have to know okay you remove half my lung i'm going to live forever now like i'm not like there's still not a chance is that what you're saying
3: they would take that chance yeah they will they won't give up they'll they'll try medical treatments okay and they have, there's a, a clinic in Lancaster that's for children because there's, there's so much, I wouldn't call it inbreeding per se, but because, you know, four or five, six generations back, mm. people are marrying someone that would have been their cousin. And so they have a higher chance of having autosomal dominant mm. um genetic diseases so there's a special clinic and probably the most common that you've probably heard of is maple syrup urine disease so when someone has
1: a missing gene is trying not I'm, so hard to laugh at that I'm, statement you know, like a 12 that year that old one, little kid like that, he you know, said urine
0: yeah <laughs> well, not only that but that one just sounds like more of a blessing than a curse
1: <laughs> maple syrup <laughs> urine <laughs> well
3: still not something you'd want to drink but it's just like <laughs> like maple syrup, (laughs) Um, but they've found through genetic testing through the years that if they test, and they test non-Amish babies for this stuff now too, I Mm. I forget how many there are, there's probably 30 diseases that, genetic inborn metabolism diseases that are tested for based on what happens with the Amish, so once they know that there's a problem, then they can adjust their diet so that they don't have to, they can, put in their system what they're missing mm-hmm.
1: gotcha
0: now uh what's the uh craziest and or most interesting form of payment you've accepted for treatment from an amish and or
1: mennonite oh yeah do they just carry cash they do carry cash so usually i get
3: cash i have never gotten the chicken <laughs> uh, or,
0: <laughs> no, <work>. no quilts
3: <laughs> but no i i they usually pay cash
1: oh okay I was hoping to hear like, yeah, they gave me a cow.
3: Yeah, that would, but no.
1: Just so, Man, do they I give quilts a- though? Have you ever gotten a quilt? I don't know if you heard Kay when he asked.
3: I did not ever get a quilt.
1: No. What about a chair? What about a nice wooden chair? No. Nope, Dining room table. It. Nope. Vanity.
3: I did. I don't know. when his him and his wife went into a nursing home, we have I still have it. I bought it probably thirty years ago it's a one it's called a drop leaf table so you can put these extra parts in so you, we can have our whole family around it uh-oh they, they found you
1: yeah. oh <laughs> <God>. <laughs> no that's all my lights just turned off and went red uh no yeah. china that's china's
4: like two episodes ago
1: yeah
0: josh just got sent straight to hell god I even yeah. skip <laughs>
1: to hell no every day at ten twenty, all my lights turn most turn off and go red to let me know hey bud it's time to go to bed oh That's my what that was that wasn't china going we found you i know yeah <laughs> hey let's let's drain this electricity so we can put some spy cameras in there <laughs> well i got mad at first I'm like "Kira, i'm literally right here but no, it was the automation
0: so now listen you so you're you're uh uh a family practice doctor yes yeah. that what it would be so not a virologist, not an epidemiologist, not a, but a, a, a frontline healthcare worker. Which not too long ago we were told you were heroes. Uh, but so that's me. Yeah. So, but day in, day out, actually seeing and treating patients. So based on that, this isn't uh medical advice. We're not your doctors. He's not your doctor. unless maybe you're an Amish person in, in Lancaster or a normal person in Lancaster. But uh, so, it, you know, if you don't feel good, go see your doctor or, or go to an urgent care or something. So that's not what this is, but your, your gut take frontline doctor right now, treating people day in and day out uh, Omicron uh, who cares or we're all going to die somewhere in between there mm. it's supposed to cause
3: milder disease than Delta it's supposed to be more transmissible, which is why it's spreading like wildfire across the world. Um, supposedly. And again, like you said, I'm not, I'm not one of these people that's getting all the data that's coming in.
2: Mm.
3: However, there's very little data that says if you've got COVID, what your antibody level is, if that's good enough to protect you against any of these variants, because they won't say.
2: Yeah.
3: It's very, very frustrating to have people that are infectious disease experts not saying that natural immunity that you got from COVID is enough to fight off these new variants. And I, it's easy to say it's gonna be, well, for me, it's like, this is obviously just like the flu where you're gonna have constant variants coming out. So why don't they just come out and say, like the flu, just get a booster every year. Or if they think you need it every six months, just say that you need it every six months, but give people the choice, just like the flu vaccine. There's so many patients of my patients that won't get the flu vaccine for whatever reason. And it's like, that's the way it's been. Yeah. There's a lot of people that have died, but. 98% of people are still surviving. Mm. You know, 2% is a lot of people. There's no doubt about it. But supposedly Omicron is less virulent and people aren't going to die from it and they will get antibodies. So it should protect more people. Yeah. And so it's very, very frustrating to have higher-ups in the CDC and FDA not say let's do a study that shows what your immunity is from getting covid there's you know 98% that got it survived yeah so they they had to have antibodies developed to help them survive and they how long are they going to last no one i can't i said from the beginning we need to have a study draw blood on people every 3 months or every month for goodness sake and see how long that immunity lasts and see if they get COVID again. I mean, a lot of people that are getting COVID now from Omicron have been vaccinated.
4: Yeah, what's crazy, the UK today just published a study that four out of five people in the hospital have their third booster um, that are in there with Omicron, which just doesn't make sense. And also just South Africa, they've already peaked. You know, Delta now has gone back to being equal with Omicron. And then the longest-
0: I hadn't seen that. I saw that they've they've had I think it's four or five days of sharp decreases now, but I hadn't seen that Delta had kind of stuck around and come to parity because like as as Delta rose, it just pushed everything else out of the scene. Everything, everything, everything. Same thing. Yeah.
4: Right, but going through much faster, so right. it's
3: already. Oh yeah, within two weeks, it's already gone. Which,
0: you know so I saw I saw data and reports out today, both from South Africa and from the NIH uh, in in uh, England and Great Britain, um, that it, it seems less severe. Um, it seems uh, less likely that you would have a case that would put you in the hospital. though I think the NIH study showed that if you were hospitalized that the, it, the potential for it to be severe was on par with Delta. So less likely you would be in the hospital, but if you were hospitalized, Team is, seem to be uh, about the same, but what, what isn't clear, and I haven't dug into either one of those enough to see, is how good their controls were for um, age of the population, uh, it, it, what role being vaccinated or prior infection played in that. So it's like, was it less severe because so much of the population had already had it or, or was vaccinated? Of course, you see they're already, I was seeing today, and uh, Becky, you probably have friends that are, are filling you in on this, like Israel's queuing up round four, and they're still seeing issues we, we and we talked about this last week and you know i don't know how you i'd be i'd love to hear how you communicate to your patients about this so uh, we've got i've got a, a close friend um that's that the he who shall not be named Yeah, that's a pcp and so he said you know like the the hope was that these were going to be great at preventing transmission. And so if you wanted the line to be, you know, even if you feel like you're a low risk, like take the vaccine for the person that you would trans, transmit. Um, it's like that that made sense early on. But we know now it's not that we know now it's not doing a good job of pre- preventing transmission. It does seem like maybe, though it's not clear with Omicron yet, I don't think that it's still doing a decent job of preventing severe outcomes and so he's like if i if somebody asked me why i think they should take it right now he's like i do recommend that people take it um he's like but the point is to prevent a se- severe outcome for you it's probably not going to stop you from getting it probably not going to stop you from giving it to granny it's just it, it, it will probably reduce your likelihood of a severe outcome
3: and however that's been shown to be in the elderly more than any other age group yeah you know kids and teenagers and young adults are not getting as severe disease, no matter what variant they get. And that's what's very frustrating. And with the mandates is like, you know, yeah, you can get it and help prevent other people. But again, well, I shouldn't say prevent other people because they've shown that even people vaccinated have COVID in their nose and unvaccinated as well. So what's what's the difference? Yeah. And um, these mandates are are they're just ridiculous. But wearing masks, you know, you look. I honestly, <laughs> you go into Walmart when I, from the get go, and you couldn't even go in there without a mask. You look at what people were wearing as masks, and it's like those aren't doing any good. You know, <laughs> and walking down an aisle, you know. Yeah. Somebody's looking for, you know, their type of cereal and you don't want that. And you walk right past them within, you know, two inches to get past them. And it's like, you're not doing anything there. You're just keeping your store open. Yeah. Very frustrating. But, and again, the vaccines were developed to prevent, just like you said, disease that would get you into the hospital in a ventilator.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And every day, you know, we have the papers are showing oh this is the worst and we have more hospitalizations and they, they want to say that everybody that's on a ventilator has been unvaccinated now the, the vast majority are but in the when they talk about people in the unit not just on the ventilator there's a rising percentage of people that have been vaccinated
0: yes yeah.
3: like what good is it and if you choose not to get it you know yeah wear a mask if you feel like that's what you need right there's no guarantee on anything but like you said omicron is not as bad but in some cases it is
0: yeah well and what's what's tough is you know the human brains just not we we don't do well um with judging risk we particularly don't do well with judging relative risk versus total risk and and we don't do well with percentages and averages, particularly as the numbers get larger, right? So it can it can be simultaneously true that this pandemic is is bad and very deadly, though somewhere decades down the road it'd be interesting to see how many deaths are actually attributed to to actual to COVID uh, and not died with but died from, um, but. Uh, you know, it's it can be simultaneously true that this isn't really any greater risk than the seasonal flu, but because everybody's catching in at one time and there weren't any vaccines and there was no natural immunity or exposure, when, when it's two percent or less or even less than one percent, when all of that one percent is happening at the same time. Across the entire population, that's still a lot of people, and so because then the news is so sensationalized because they're just trying to sell ads, they just need clicks and eyeballs. So when they say things like, "Oh, well now the omicron's in circulation, we're seeing a greater numbers of admissions of um, of kids to children's hospitals, and this seems to be hitting kids harder." No, it doesn't seem that way. It seems to be hitting more people because it's more transmissible. And so even though maybe the percentage of of kids that catch this and do require treatment in a hospital might even be lower than Delta, but because more people are catching it, the total number of kids in the hospital is higher, but the risk may be the same or lower. And the news doesn't, they don't bother to get into that part. They just say, oh, more of of the beds are full in the children's hospital. Okay, but, but... Give the background, give the why. Everybody needs to know, is this is this more dangerous? Is this less dangerous? And they're just, A, it's hard to gauge those things, especially this early on. But then they just don't even give the full story. They get you in, they get the clicks, and they get out. And they don't care about the repercussions. You know, they don't care about the no. poor parent who's just terrified for their kid, you know. And so they've held them out of school. or They're sending them to school with, you know, two masks and a face shield on or, or whatever. And, and then two years in, you've got kids who learn so much from body language and facial expression, and they're stunted in ways we're not going to know the full impact of for several years. Uh,
4: the study I was reading yesterday, actually, on children born in the last two years, they're already seeing um, the developmental delays hmm. as far as speech. Wow. And, um, like ability to mimic uh, facial expressions and so they're developmentally delayed in children in these last two years there's this big study that came right. out and yeah. it Sad. because they're seeing they're not seeing it like kids have to mirror and if they're not seeing a mirror what are they going to do and so I mean and that's just on top of you know my kids in school the amount of my students who have anxiety I mean I would diagnose them with anxiety pathology disorders. I'm I'm not diagnosing, you know, I'm teaching, um, but just listening to them and referring them on to see someone who can treat them. It's, it's really hard to quantify the damage that's being done. So again, it's like, what, what's the risk? And we've lost friends and family from COVID. So, you know, we're vaccinated. I wish I wasn't. Um, (laughs) <laughs> because of my issues, which we've talked about on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. But I, I'm i for vaccines, but I, I also really appreciate what's the context. And, you know, of course, it's very easy for me to sit in my, you know, cushy home here and judge, but I'm just looking at New York City and, you know, they're about to go on lockdown again and cancel indoor eating but they're not canceling New Year's Eve. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: And I was like, cause that's going to make you money. Yeah. And
2: yeah. It's just that's like right. you yeah, it, yeah.
4: the insanity. It just, it doesn't make sense. Children are still in New York city eating outside and mass between bites. <laughs> but at the moment you can go into a restaurant and take off your mask as an adult, when adults are the ones transmitting, not children. It's just
0: Hypoc- uh, hypocritical.
4: You know, I feel, I feel for these kids. Um,
0: well, that's, it's it's funny because i saw a meme today and i can't remember what movie the picture of the kid is from uh but it said something about omicron and a lockdown and the kid was responding as florida and he says oh you guys
1: are still playing that game yes Uh, (laughs) i was talking to some friends i think i was talking to um i forget who i was talking to but i was like yeah what's COVID? i live in florida i'm not i'm not too familiar with that this concept of having to wear a mask what is what is this again
3: yeah, it's yeah. very—it's crazy to have the difference from red states to blue states. If I dare say those words,
0: <gasps>
1: there we go. That was the cancellation yeah. we needed, right there. Yeah.
0: Well, and the thing—and you're not—you're um, not seeing a difference in outcomes, though. Like it's uh, other than that, you know, our businesses are thriving and people are moving here. But, but medically, it's like the virus is just going to kind of do its thing.
3: Yes, you are know,
0: the hospitals down there
3: are overflowing. That they're complaining every day that they're they don't have enough beds anymore
0: no i haven't it, heard that at all it'll be interesting to see how omicron impacts one thing i mean there's been a lot that florida's gotten right through this but one thing that desantis has worked very hard on is making sure that we've got uh monoclonal antibodies oh, yeah. available.
3: them uh, yeah. down.
0: Uh, yeah so but he so he he uh didn't end run i mean he went and bought it directly he 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 stopped getting it from the federal government. He went he went and sought it out directly and purchased it uh, directly. So the so I think that's been a big advantage to us here. I think um, the amount of I I think we have a natural advantage here um, in the amount of sunlight that we get. Um, I, I think, think there's really good uh, data right now. I think uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick's a, a great resource on that. Um, and has published a lot, of, a lot of great research on that, but on uh, vitamin D, certainly playing a, a prophylactic or a protective role, if not a, a you know direct. Treatment. Take vitamin
3: D3 and zinc all the time as a prophylactic.
0: Yeah, um, and and so I th- I think we probably benefit from that. So I'm here now. What's interesting is it seems like particularly the the two more common, and I don't know which they are, but the two more common monoclonal antibody treatments, um, it seems like um, aren't as effective with Omicron because of the mutations in the spike protein being so uh, profound. Uh, so it, you know it'll be interesting to to see you know, what difference that makes and how we, we deal with that here. That said, I don't know how much that's been standard of care in the hospitals directly anyway. So it might on that, but um, you know, I've got some direct connections to some people who, who work in our big hospital systems here. Um, Some ties to some boards, to some organizations I'm involved in where they're directly reporting, Hey, here's what we're seeing. Um, And, and I, I'm talking, you know, large, uh, systems here in the area where they're running hospitals and urgent cares and so they kind of keep the pulse on us of this is the direction we see things heading uh for for planning purposes just in different things um and i'm just not hearing a lot of like you know we're we're on overload or we're we're understaffed. that's yeah,
3: this here in lancaster county and berks county which is adjoining to us they're just hammering every day we're full we're full we're full and we're canceling elective surgeries because there's aren't there aren't enough beds but Then if you read the fine print later on in the paragraphs, it's like they're sixteen percent full. It's like so what's what's true and what's what's really going on. But it's I know that when I when people call and they're having trouble breathing, I don't really have an option except to send them to the hospital and you know X-rays and stuff. And the people are the horror stories of sitting in the ER for six hours before anybody sees you, and of course you're all around. Everybody else has got symptoms you know it's or sitting and laying in a stretcher in the hallway you know for 12 hours 24 hours Jeez. before put you in a room it's it's frightening yeah but it's like i don't really have any choice except you know to use some medicine that's not quite approved or, <laughs> or by the establishment but uh, i try uh, that kind uh,
0: people to help them. Um, I, I heard, um, are, are, you, are you familiar with, or have you ever heard of uh, Dr. Peter Atia? That uh, No. So he's, uh, you know, he, he he's got a, a podcast himself and he's kind of made the rounds of some of the bigger podcasts and it's connected with, the, with guys like, Uh, Tim Ferriss and even Joe Rogan he's been on his show and stuff like that but um, I I like and I follow follow Peter a lot because he's just the way his practice is is set up he trained um, as a surgeon actually got out of medicine for a while and he got back into it after he had kids from a a longevity standpoint so he he is doing direct care for patients but he tends to be supplementaries he's typically not their primary but he runs practices in New York and LA um, and so uh, you know is is doing direct care Um, and he's just really logical and staffs his own research teams uh, with a a lot of doctors don't have the privilege you know um, of doing. And so he's just um, really well first, really analytical. Um, he's, he's put out some great like listeners. If you're listening to this and you're like, you know, you read this, we talked about, we were talking about this last week, you read this study. that's like, no, this is the end of the world and we're all going to die. No, this, this isn't that bad. Don't worry about it. So actually uh, uh, Peter's actually got some great resources out just from layman's terms of how do I look at studies and gauge if they're good or bad? Oh yeah. And and what are those metrics? And so uh, really cool tools like that. Uh, But something that, um, that he was talking about. And I I think um, I was just listening to a clip from him before we came on tonight. And so he's still kind of feeling this out for Omicron, but part of his uh, standard of care has been fluvoxamine. Have you been using fluvoxamine at all? Or I know he's had good results and he's got good data to back it up.
3: Yeah, there is the Luvox, Luvox and paroxetine. Just has a study too that's not being looked at by the FDA and, of course, the old standards, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. (gasps) I mean,
1: canceled again. There we go.
3: Like, why do we only trust American studies and why aren't we looking at studies from Brazil and Israel and, you know, that show that these are not 100%, but better than zero? Right. why aren't we trying it to try to keep the numbers in the hospital and the world down from severe disease? It's just mind-boggling that we won't trust these studies from outside America. Yeah. And also the ones that are within America. Right. But yeah, fluvoxamine and paroxetine, you know, I've seen those studies and it's like, why are we not using it? But I, I personally have not, I haven't given fluvoxamine or paroxetine to anybody but I do have a lot of people on paroxetine for depression. Anti it's an anti great antidepressant. Right. I didn't really do my own study to call them and say, Hey, are you did you get COVID? Did, did you not? Did it was yep. it bad? et cetera. Those are the things that are easy to set up and honestly a lot of drugs that we approve, they they're not full of studies of 20,000 people. They're they're approved on basis of you know a couple hundred people some of them yeah like why are we and some of these studies with hydroxy and ivermectin are over a thousand two thousand people and it's like why are we not trusting these
0: yeah well and it's it was funny because um joe rogan actually had peter atia on his podcast uh right after he had sanjay gupta on from cnn And it, the, the interview with Sanjay was actually good and interesting and it was very cordial. Um, but Joe just doesn't suffer fools because he's got all the money he's ever going to need. And he's a pretty tough guy. And so he'll just he'll just call you if he doesn't agree or he thinks you're wrong. He'll just call you on it. And he just really called him on the carpet with CNN's coverage of Joe's um, own experience with COVID where they were saying he was taking horse dewormer, which was just an absolute crock of crap. Um, and so when he had Peter Atia on, Atia actually pulled up um, and and uh, uh, relayed to them on their on his podcast like the safety profile for ivermectin, and it's I mean it's safe, it's literally safer than acetaminophen. I mean it's it's one of the safest drugs used in the world.
4: For uh, sure, more for than regeneron. Reject- for years, for sure.
3: Yeah. For years, and hydroxy is the same. I mean that's yeah that you can get heart heart side effects, but very few. Yeah. I mean, aspirin is one of the worst drugs in the world, too, for people dying from aspirin. They don't ever publicize that. And we give aspirin like there's no tomorrow.
1: What about right. ibuprofen? I take a lot of ibuprofen. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, yeah, it could it could <laughs> knock out your kidney, but
1: what it if- doesn't. What if and I tweaked my back like 2 days ago? don't know how I did it and it's been excruciating pain for like 2 days straight now and ibuprofen doesn't touch it so I think I need to keep taking ibuprofen. This isn't me. <laughs> this is like my friend. My oh. friend was telling me.
3: Right. You so. should add to it and use a heating pad and try to get a muscle relaxer.
1: Ooh, can you get I'll I'll tell him that. I'll, I'll let him know. <laughs> but um can just
3: Profen together, you know, for a short period
1: of time. Alternating so every- like five five ibuprofen maybe like every six hours is probably not wise. I should tell probably, him to stop then.
3: Probably not wise.
1: Okay, okay. I'll let him know.
0: What you can do though, Josh, is you just go to your local feed and tax shop and you get some horse muscle relaxer.
1: <laughs> where can I get where can I where where can he get uh muscle relaxer? <laughs>
3: doctor they're only by prescription oh
1: see (laughs) well i mean i'm annoyed for him because he was telling me oh i don't feel like having to pay the copay, and it's christmas he doesn't have time but
0: uh, are you um are you treating with uh like dex in your office too or is that more at the level of once somebody's been hospitalized really that would be more of their course of treatment
3: well dexamethasone is an iv med but i give medrol which is methylprednisolone which is there's steroid by mouth or plain prednisone so i i do that a lot and zithromax together
0: gotcha so is there anything, you know, aside from the over-the-counter stuff, like you, you mentioned zinc, you mentioned uh, D, like, what, what are you recommending to, to you? Again, this isn't medical advice. This is just conversation for just to be interesting. But, um, you know, what are you recommending to patients, um, you know, prophylactically for D? Like I, we, we take 5,000 IU, Jade and I both a day. And it, just specifically, it's included in some of our other stuff. So we're probably clearing more than, than 5,000. And of course, we live in Florida. So if we get out of the office, uh, you know, we're creating a fair amount too, but yeah, two to five thousand I use is sufficient. Is there is there anything cause I know there's been some discussion around like ivermectin in particular possibly having uh, some prophylactic effect. Is there anything like that that you're or that you know some other doctor might hypothetically be prescribed I, off label <laughs> no,
3: hypothetically it could it could be good for prophylactic.
0: Yeah. Good to know.
1: <laughs> so what kind of podcast talks about Amish stuff that's I, I'm still kind of amazed at all the things I've learned about the Amish people today like how many podcasts out there are going hey guys do you want to know about Amish people real quick well here you go there sure. you go That's
4: true we could talk a lot more about them so many stories yeah.
1: but
3: they're very family oriented you know which they've been from the get go I mean they do a lot of farming They, but now they've had to branch out because there's not much farmland here in PA so they are sending their kids out to Wisconsin and Ohio and Kentucky. Hey, go
1: Pack Goal. So,
3: right. Yeah. <laughs> really?
1: Are they watching Packers games? What do you think of the Aaron Rodgers controversy with him and being in min- immunized?
3: Oh, you mean that he said he was vaccinated? <laughs> he
1: really wasn't? He did technically lie because he said they said, are you vaccinated? And he yes, says, yeah, I'm immunized. So that I'm in- is a technical lie. <laughs>
3: That was a technical lie. Yes, I wasn't very happy, but you know,
1: clever. It was, it but, was pretty- but in his defense, he did say they didn't press and ask any more questions. He said That's he that. would have explained. And he later yeah. on, after all the drama, then That's he right. explained. Yeah.
3: Well, it's, it's just really, what can I say? I think he answered the question and he did what
1: he could. And again, it's his personal his medical history. How dare you speak logically about him? Well, I was what, gonna say, interesting. I,
4: I, I'm was i branching out from Aaron Rodgers, but just last, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, the NFL is now mandating boosters for tier one and tier two staff, but not the players. So the general manager, coaching staff, athletic trainers, and so on. And it just makes me chuckle because it's the players who are all up in each other's business, talking yeah. all over yeah. each other. Yeah. Passing COVID, but they are not. It's not required. I mean, I'm thankful for well, them. The Packers
3: are so good; they don't sweat on other
1: players.
4: <laughs> yeah. They
2: just
1: did we just the- become best friends?
4: <laughs> to me, anyways, that's it, it. is. No,
1: that's exactly. But-
3: right. And the NHL, of course, they're not going to go to China anymore, you know, for the Olympics because it's COVID, and
0: yeah, is- you hate to you hate to see it. Uh, I, I'd hate to see China lose lose tourism dollars it just breaks my my heart yeah, right. yeah. but uh, maybe we I mean maybe they should go and try and bring back some of our nano technology
4: they could. That's true. what did you say
2: oh
0: sorry <laughs> I said uh, may, maybe they uh, they should go and try and bring back some of our nanotechnology. technology they should go to Wuhan and storm the
3: storm the gates
0: hide it hide it in their hockey bags yes. <laughs> no I think but I, for me, I think the play would be, that's the thing we've gotten so far away from like my medical treatment is my business. Now there's the libertarian in me that says like, if a private employer, I think ought to be able to require whatever they want of employees. If they want you to have purple hair, then you either dye your hair purple or you go find another job. Like that's the libertarian in me. But like, especially from a media standpoint, from a government standpoint, all of this, uh, prove you've received this medical treatment. Well, we'll know that's that you guys passed laws about that actually, but especially at the level of like Rogers, uh, any of these guys that are professional athletes, I just say, you know, when, when you're at this level of what I do, and so much of your health is tied into being able to do that effectively, there's entire teams of people involved in my medical treatment. I don't even understand all of it. So I'm just going to refer all your questions to them because when you go to their doctor and say, Hey, has he been vaccinated? They're going to say, I'm sorry. I can't discuss that with you. Right. yeah yeah Don't like, well your doctor won't answer it oh i'm i'm sorry about that you'll have to talk to him or her or her could be her
3: that's what the HIPAA law is supposed to be for.
1: yeah right
3: that, that's going out the window it's like crazy
4: no still, it's just not able to cover what the issues are at the moment because of how they're asking the questions yeah. so yep
1: that's, just that's true
4: words matter yeah yeah
1: um, so this is uh this is the last episode of twenty twenty one. What's y'all's uh new year's resolution? What are you expecting from the new year?
4: I'm expecting my uh, to be nicer to my dad. You're yeah.
1: expecting to be nicer to your dad?
2: <laughs>
1: no, I wish I could bad. be nice to my dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, we like to talk about it and everyone play the violin and stuff.
4: Yes, in every episode, Josh brings it up so we all hey. feel like pieces of crap. <laughs> alive. Uh,
0: so is, are you still forcing remodels on your parents? Is that still going on?
4: Yes, actually, actually yes. we are about yeah. to do another remodel. So it's oh yes, almost yeah. a year since the Great Kitchen remodel of 2021. So, yeah, it turned
3: out pretty well, actually, so I can't really complain.
4: Yeah, we're. I'm going to redo but the bathroom. But I did,
3: I did amend the plan a tad
4: <laughs> i think i said i wanted to do something else and him and my mother literally almost lost their minds so no. i trusted the original desire of mine and redid the kitchen um but yeah i'm going to redo the bathroom in the next week and two, week uh, or
0: two do, do you guys follow becca on social media
4: they don't tell my dad he has to he's like i only want to do it. <laughs> because he's missing yeah. how amazing i am Tell him. i
0: just if it's you just- were if you were following her stories, you would know how close you came to losing your wood.
3: Paneling.
0: <laughs> Insta talk or snap
3: my fingers? Is that what
0: both? I mean? All of them. Follow follow her on all of them because, uh, <laughs> and we're we're, we're getting some some cutting out here. So I don't know if you heard me, but I, I told you if you were if you were following her Instagram stories, you would have known how close you came to losing your wood paneling.
3: Oh my! Yes, I I know we were close.
1: Yeah, wow. it was it was eminent. <laughs> probably are you following becca's dating journey oh somewhat yeah
3: (laughs) i the night while we were listening and she got rid of it
4: (laughs) well i have gone out with a guy twice oh my and he my dad has stalked him would you like (laughs) to tell the story
3: Uh, well she says she went out with this guy that was six seven and pitched for the york revolution i said oh well i'm sure i can find him i just went back and he quit a few years ago. So I just went back year by year and checked the roster. And so I found a six, seven redhead and figured out who it was.
4: So just casually <laughs> a couple of days later, we're in conversation and my one sister made a comment about this guy. And my dad's like, of course, he's a great guy. He was the volunteer of the year. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you even talking about? How do you know this? And he had to admit that he saw this guy I went out with one time at that point. So yes, this is why I tell my parents. I don't
3: try to. Pry into her personal life—that's not my business. What do you M- think
1: of the one Irish guy that she's not going to give a chance? Who's apparently like—is he a God. firefighter or something? Scotland, it's
4: David, Scotland he the loves, Brave. He knows David. He yeah, I know
1: David.
3: Yeah, yeah. David has to get his act together. David. Uh, we,
0: yeah, listen, we're doing our we're doing our part of the Solid Seven podcast. We have tried to talk some sense into David via the podcast. Hopefully, he's not listening.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he does listen to him. Oh boy. So just tell him hi because you love him. We love you, David. Oh gosh!
3: We yes. Love that he's protecting.
0: People. David, David, get your crap together. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: Oh well, it um, is what it is. No, it's I. I gotta keep my hands back a little bit.
4: No, he. I do show him some of the funny profiles I get. He saw yeah. like, the WWE wrestler. <laughs> that was like, so awesome. Did you see that, Josh? I don't think so. I'm send it to sign Oh, you.
1: boy. It's it's Better be sitting your down. Life. You put Prison it on Instagram or something? It might Instagram shock you
3: so yet. much your back will go back into position.
1: <laughs> oh, I just, <laughs> I mean,
3: he
0: told me he's in pain.
4: <laughs> yeah, you can go to my Instagram. It's in my dating stories, but oh you have boy. to skip through them. Oh, you um, so,
0: I want to hear about this super tall ginger.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah, we met on like an, an app.
3: He's from San Diego, so
4: yes wow <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> and his blood type is this this is his medical history yada yada yada
4: yeah he has a full-time job so that's great <laughs> it's already a benefit it's always for a plus most of the people i've talked to yeah he's really nice um
3: time will tell we're praying he's praying <laughs> some- the right person Aww. Six- seven
0: is no joke
4: i know my dad i love him <laughs> yeah how tall are you becca five nine and a half okay 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 okay
0: so yeah. uh let's okay so two
1: dates two dates Where,
4: I'm, it's four dates and then he'll come on the show with me so Ooh. you've already yeah. told him this no i told you guys this oh like, okay
1: yeah no, we we've had a firm commitment.
3: There you yeah,
4: go. Four dates. That's when things get serious. He'll come oh, on the pod, you can interview him. When was okay.
1: date number two? How long ago?
4: Friday last week.
1: Okay, so recent, very recent. So it's not like it's still active.
4: Yeah, yeah, he's been still
1: a possibility.
4: Yeah, yeah, he did text while we were talking, and I swiped.
1: Oh, I saw. I did see you do it, the motion. That you swiped up. You're like, yeah. get out of here.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I was like, "Oh my gosh! I don't want my dad to see what he's gonna say." You
1: know, all he said
3: was, "Hey."
1: Oh, <laughs> three wise. Whoa, scandalous! <laughs> hey, he said, hey. hey, not just like a not like a hey. It was like a hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing?
3: <laughs> Tomorrow, unfortunately, so I'm gonna say goodbye and thank you for my daughter inviting me along and you guys putting up with my
1: whatever.
0: You're, you are, you are welcome anytime, sir. We was,
1: it was awesome. God bless you both. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
0: I catch you. Oh my oh. I thought he'd never leave. Let's get down to the nitty gritty on these dates here. <laughs> so
4: the cutest man
0: where, where was the first date? Yes, we, we love your, your dad. I've done, I can't remember when I met your dad first, one of their trips down here to Florida, but your parents are both adorable and wonderful. And if you ever need to be prayed for by anyone, now I love Dr. Joe, but you really wanted to be Becca's mom.
4: You wanted to be the mom. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, first date was at just the restaurant bar. We met for um, drinks and dinner and then
0: what kind so, of restaurant what do we what 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 price range what genre are we talking here
4: oh it's like a it's not a chain but it's a very gosh i don't even know a comparison we got burgers they were like 14 dollars so
0: very- you gotta go surf and turf so he knows you're worth it who paid
4: oh he paid i'm oh. like very uh anti-feminist over here who drove you're gonna asked me out we met we met there
2: mm, okay What
1: app did you meet on?
4: Hinge. I'm trying hinge now. I've never even
1: heard of Hinge. Okay. 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 Yeah.
4: I don't know that I love it, but
1: what's the what's the principle? Like what's the what's the point of this one?
4: I think if I pay it, I would like it more, but I'm not it's like $40 a month. No thanks. (laughs) Not that much. Well, like you're on your Patreon. So you it's like, (laughs) right? Oh, what what are my commitment levels? Not that. Um Yeah, you can, what's fun is people can fill out prompts, but you can also leave a voice prompt so you can kind of hear a person's response, which is fun because you get to feel them out, I think, a little bit more. So he liked me first, sent me a message, um, and we wrote back and forth, I think, for four days, and usually my limit is like three to four days. If I enjoy writing you, I want to meet at that point or it's pointless to me so we met and on the way home he lives a little closer to the place so i was still driving um that bird
1: clock is insane that is amazing sorry (laughs) i just have to let the people know that's a bird clock in the background
4: (laughs) in the background yes um yeah he wrote he wanted to get together again so we tried to figure out so we met on monday and then on Friday for our second date. So, so he
1: initiated the second date. He was like, hey, that was fun. Let's do this again.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Did, did he text you back after? What time did you get home after the first date?
4: Like 30 minutes later. Okay, okay, okay.
1: What time did you get home?
4: Oh, um, not late. It, it was like 10. I think it was 10.
1: Okay. And then at 1030 he goes, hey, that was fun.
4: Besides you boys, I usually go to bed before <laughs> 10 grandma over here the next one i got home later
1: mm. did you guys kiss on the second one dang josh going in
4: <laughs> again is right a lady doesn't ever kiss and tell oh,
1: look, she kissed. See they kissed look, your face said it all as soon as i asked the question
0: if he makes it to the podcast we'll find
1: out yeah you ask him you ask okay him. so you so he definitely texted you right i after mean the, he tested he texted you after the first date that was fun let's do it again Wait, so you had the date Friday night, you went on a second date the following Monday.
4: We went out on a Monday and then our second date was Friday.
1: Okay, add it backwards. So yeah. within the same week though.
4: Yes. Okay, okay, okay. And
1: then definitely kiss at the end of the date? <laughs> not. Okay, so you did. You kissed at the end of the date.
0: Now there's some logistical challenges here. Unless she took a step stool on the date, they didn't kiss. Right,
1: that was gonna be my next uh, question. It's like, how did this work? Was he he walked into the front door and then he got down on his knees and just kissed you, and while you stood, kept standing.
4: <laughs> I would have, to have an awkward angle again. Like logistically, there are, I have some concerns about the
1: kissing, myself. especially on the wedding day. Like that's he's gonna have to really like bend over.
4: Things have escalated really fast, Josh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, why are you dating if that's not the goal? Am I right, guys? That's that's all it's on podcast, guys.
4: There we go. We're going to do the little applause for yourself.
1: There you go. I
0: think we got to move past cheeseburgers before you talk wedding.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I know. All right. So second date, what did you do? First date, you got burgers at a decent restaurant. I would say probably three-star restaurant, $14 burgers. Okay. Second date, (laughs) I'm just being a jerk.
4: Like a little, it's a little more upscale. Good drinks, like craft drinks and good food. Yeah, we um, we met at his house.
1: Whoa, and- that's where the kiss happened on the couch. You came in. He's like, "Hey, I'm watching The Office. Sit down."
4: There was no kissing on. <laughs> um, yeah, he was leaving the next morning to go for a week to visit his family because of the holidays. So it was kind of we each had like an hour and a half window and that was the only time it could work. And so, yeah, it was important I think for both of us to get together before he left for so long. So yeah, normally I wouldn't go to someone's house on a second date, but because my dad had stalked him so much and we watched all these videos of him, I felt working out, not working out. No. no, I didn't even actually watch any videos of him pitching cause that felt weird. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, and there's like a thousand but i didn't see
0: you you forget about it and in conversation you're like you just have a really interesting windup he's like huh nothing anyways <laughs>
4: yeah but honestly you know i do stalk a lot and because of my guy friends and then the guy i dated uh in the spring you know worked for the government and so i have all these things i do myself in stalking people and so i do have to be careful i don't give them out in real life because it's a little it's just not
0: Mm. sexy Mm. i think it's probably standard now though isn't it like
4: i think it is but i have met people who are still surprised when you'll talk about stuff like that so i don't know I was actually very surprised about my father and I thought that was hilarious. I, and I told this guy and he also thought it was hilarious so that he didn't think it was creepy. My dad was stalking him.
1: Well, my <laughs> so, dad did not stalk Kira before we got together. So
0: You don't know. You don't know how the afterlife works. It's
1: true. I do not know for sure.
4: You can know more about Kira than you do.
1: It's entirely possible.
4: We don't know.
0: I, I passed on a dead dad joke earlier when you were asking about the lung cancer thing. So I was going to be like, Josh, was your dad Amish? But I
1: didn't want to have to...
0: Ex- <laughs> I didn't want to have to explain our dark humor to... Uh, well, that the doc- was the
1: only cancer off the top of my head that I knew you could get surgery to help remove it. I don't... Yeah. I, off the top of my head, I can't even think of another one right now. What's- most of them. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah.
4: Most can.
1: Oh, okay. Well, there you go. The more you know. Bing!
4: Yeah. Oh. Yes.
1: All right. So when's date number three?
4: I don't know because he's, you know, been busy and I have friends visiting from out of the country. So Ah. probably next week.
1: Have you guys Um, talked about it yet? Like how did date number two end?
4: Date number two ended um, with like both of us saying we wanted to get together again. And then he texted me that night that he he wanted to get together when he was back okay. So he, okay he i would say he's really into me and i i think i'm a little more i like him a lot what i know about him but i'm like we've gone out twice right. <laughs> Last. Hmm. Okay. So
1: are you guys uh, the same age
4: i am two months older than him okay so
0: Okay. I'm inf- I'm inferring from your commentary here that you have not yet told him about the Solid Seven podcast, <laughs> um, and which is a little troubling for from from our standpoint. That's that's a uh, red flags. I understand, or that's a whole uh, thing right now with the social medias, and that's that's a red flag. That's
4: uh... and stalk me, and then I gave him my last name and. Do you know that the third hit on Google when you type in my name is Solid 7 Podcast?
0: Are you kidding me? That's
4: so My baby brother, who I apologize, I did not tell him about the podcast. He was Googling um, another one of my brothers. And, and But my name came up instead, and it was the third thing. And so he's like, I listened to all of those podcasts you were on with those guys. And I have to say, it was really funny back then. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, funny. Hey. So.
1: so would it have pulled up like what Spotify or something like where did those what link popped up when you googled it
0: it's gotta be coming from something like that right
4: I don't know if it's coming from I'm gonna google myself right now and tell you
1: so conceited
4: yeah I'm totally conceited um
0: so Lancaster Bible College came up first for me now this is DuckDuckGo this is not Google okay uh something in opera news daily ad did you write something for daily Advents?
4: um oh that is actually a link to an article about me as a professor and my. oh program. it
1: pops up i got it uh the third link is uh podcast.apple.com sod 7 episode 16 guest prof prof rebecca strangarity and then it opened <laughs> up podcasts app on my mac
0: yeah, it came up deeper for me, but it did come up.
1: Look at us. Look at us. Hey, look at us. But then know, the fifth cool. the fifth link is anchor.fm uh episode 8, guest uh Rebecca, and then but right below that one, it's like a indented link to show it's the same website, same with anchor still, episode 24.
4: Yeah, and I have episode 16 and episode 33 with Mike Redacted.
1: And then your so, Google Images on this, not clicking the button images, but scrolling down, it gives you like a couple quick shots of, and it's you. Mm-hmm. Your photo. So your so name anyways, must not be too commonly had is my first I I
4: had, I had myself scrubbed when I moved to the Middle East. So it's mm-hmm. only coming back into uh, existence in the last year.
0: Except for I'm seeing something... The, and the phrasing looks to me like it's in German, but the website is israel.dk. Danish. And it's all-
4: Denmark, Danish. That's ah. Danish. And that's Denmark. Yeah. So that was an interview I gave when I lived in Israel to a Danish organization that I love very dearly.
0: They got some funny looking letters, the Danish people.
4: Tusen tak. They are the sweetest people, the best, the happiest of all the Europeans.
1: Sure. happy yeah, because they're insane
4: <laughs> no probably because it's like such a cold black dark place that have to actually find inner joy
1: insane i was just quoting michael scott talking about um diseases from a bird
0: <laughs> yeah if if ever you like that thing that thing didn't make a whole lot of sense just assume it was an office quote
1: yeah 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 yeah
4: it's true there's so many it could be office it could be marvel i'm i'm assuming by now you've both seen spider-man i have not Kale, josh? I actually
0: josh has josh. i have not
4: okay what and
0: are you waiting for the more josh talks about it the less likely i am to go oh right. really
1: but like yeah. i just think he's like good one Kale. you got me like i'm like okay you're just dumb because you're missing out on some greatness have you seen it rebecca
4: no well you know i think i've told you i haven't seen any of the marvels except accidentally black panther before i realized it was a marvel and um i will see them i'm waiting until i get married
1: that's right you did say that so (laughs) so um but
4: i actually want to see it because i heard i read a review that was very psychological based and the way it was talking about it and the themes of the movie Really intrigued me, mm-hmm. so it actually made me want to break my no Marvel uh, um, shtick to watch it.
1: Definitely don't just only watch that one.
4: Do I have to watch like Spider Man one, two, three? Yeah, and I, My mom, and 2 my mom really before? wants to see
1: this new one, and I literally wrote out the list of what. Yeah, she you needs gotta to watch see. like seven movies before you can. No, go it's watch. it's kind of crazy. Literally, I gave her the the list is um, Spider Man one, two, and three, Tobey Maguire's movies. Then I told her to watch Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Then I told her to watch uh Spider-Man Homecoming. No. No. Uh, Captain America: Civil War. I told I, her I'm
4: done. I'm not seeing Yeah, any I list.
1: know. So <laughs> stop talking to me. So I told her then then I told her if anyone's <laughs> listening and you want to see the new Spider-Man, this is I think the recommended list what you should do. So Spider-Man 1, 2 and 3, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Then now we're in the MCU. Those first 5 movies are not part of the MCU. It's a whole thing. Just You'll yeah, you know, uh so Cap then you watch Captain America Civil War. That's when we first see Spider Man in the MCU, then jump over to Spider Man Homecoming. That's Spider Man in the MCU's first solo movie. Then okay. I think it would be wise to watch Avengers Infinity War, then Avengers Endgame, because he has a very big role in that. Lots of things happen in that. And then right after Endgame, you need to watch Spider Man Far from Home which a lot of things from end game results of that are uh, repercussioned and far from home. Then after you watch far from home, you can go see no way home.
4: Oh my gosh. Make a new name. It's
1: they're why? sticking with the homes. Cause it's close to home. I will say this though. There's going to um, be a big echo buble
0: tie in. That's what they're
1: working towards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so whenever, if Kira and I like watch things together, And she starts crying or something or whimpering or whatever women do with tears. Like if she if she's having any kind of emotional response like that, I already I can I already feel the emotion. I can see it, but I'm not I'm not going to cry. The
4: three male emotions. (laughs) Yeah. So if she's
1: crying, I can feel the emotion on the screen. But in this movie in Spider Man No Way Home, she was like I'm not going to say she was sobbing. She wasn't sobbing, but she was crying more than a normal cry in a movie. Because uh, it was very okay. emote. Like, it w- like it was so much so I legit, Kale's going to judge me, I legit had to put up the wall to not cry. Because I felt it so strong. I'm like, dang, like, I want to cry. Like, this is...
0: Uh, I'm proud of you. That's what you're supposed to do.
1: So that wall, uh, like, no, that
0: default
4: boom went up. Because, cool. I, was because was I was in a public place. That was why. I was in a public place. I'm like, you I'm not... Flooded. It doesn't matter. Real men... I think and if I watched it's sexy. it, sexy.
1: if I watched it for the first time at home alone, um, with maybe with Kara, I probably would tears would have come out of my face like several times throughout the movie. And then I will also say this: um, mm. I did. I've already seen the Far from Home and Homecoming like pretty recently, so I didn't rewatch those before this one. Okay. But I did rewatch. Kira and I rewatched Toby's three movies, and then we rewatched Amazing Spider Man one and two. We literally saw Amazing Spider Man two like 10 a.m. Saturday and then we went and saw the new movie right after so okay. there's a scene in No Way Home that is a direct connection to Amazing Experiment 2 and bro I was like oh my heart my heart so that's all I can say I'm not gonna give too okay. much away I will say good luck avoiding spoilers as for as long as you can because I mean there's a lot That happens in that thing. And I'm really glad I went. I didn't know what was going to happen because experiencing it in the theater in that moment was Mm -hmm. it was great. It was a cinematic adventure. It's going to pass a billion dollars. It's getting great reviews. It is. It's top notch.
4: I, I have Carol's kind of opinion on spoilers but I think if I've managed to not be spoiled for Endgame and the After Endgame or Beyond Endgame or Endgame Rises again, whatever the other ones are called, <laughs> I think I I think I can handle
0: Spider
4: Man. But even end if Endgame
1: Rises, okay, I think you're mixing <laughs> another movie have. with this.
0: If they make that now, we as the Solid Seven podcast, we will join you and sue them as Denmark. that that's Solid Seventh right. intellectual property. It is
1: December twenty second, twenty twenty one when we said it first. Mark the time. Eleven
4: thirteen. Yeah. Eleven thirteen. Trademark.
0: So I, I saw, and this might be a solid recommendation for you, Becca, because I saw your the listener does have the advantage of of seeing your your lovely face as we do this, but I saw your face as Josh was rattling off his pre-watch list for this movie. And so I want to say it was it was Babylon B who posted um, you know, their their whole stick. So they they posted a story about a guy who figured out that if he just read all of the uh, spoiler articles, he didn't have to watch the movies and he could save all that cool. time to watch a Marvel movie.
4: Great. Yeah. That works.
0: Yeah. There you
4: go. There we go. I. I, I it. it was
1: really fun Like, because I was kind of nervous, which again Kayla and I disagree on this. I was kind of nervous to see spoilers. So like f- it came out on a Thursday. I saw mm-hmm. it the following Saturday. So I legit didn't go right. on Reddit. <laughs> Definitely not YouTube because people will literally make thumbnails. Even if you don't watch the video, the thumbnail will be boom, spoiler. Um, so I didn't go on it, uh, that or Instagram or anything, and then seeing it. You know, compo-
4: Josh, I have never been on Reddit.
1: I, I like I, it a lot. Okay. That's where I get all my all my news on all the things: video games, world news, sports. uh You name it, I get it from there.
0: Okay. I, like I don't uh, like. I, I take a lot of hits here for my stance on spoilers, and I really. I don't feel like it's that controversial. We got a little messed up at the beginning because, um, you know, there was no room for hyperbole. Evidently, I don't go seeking out spoilers. Um, I don't go read articles about. spoilers. no, know, I know that. I just, but I'm like, if I if I've waited an uh, yeah uh, an unreasonable amount of time to see a, a movie and a spoiler comes my way, I'm just not brokenhearted about it. That's all. That's my that's my right. stance. Don't whine about it or, or get weird about it. That's all so yeah, I do, that's what i was I have, affirming like the socials that i i do use are frequent being uh twitter or uh insta for the south of a podcast um uh the spoilers aren't that bad I, I find like reddit and uh and facebook i feel like that's where you're gonna really get blindsided by one even when i, you know I haven't
1: seen any spoiler well insta uh, reddit people blur out the spoiler like if they're posting an image people blur it oh. and they mark it as spoiler so you know I've seen more that's spoilers nice. since I've seen the movie. I've hopped on those things, right? So I've mm-hmm. seen more spoilers on Instagram, not even purposely spoiling, but like saying a piece of trivia or something from No Way Home. And I'm like, okay, well, that that's a spoiler. But I know it's a spoiler because I saw the movie. And I'm like, that's a detail. You should see that in the theater and not on an Instagram post. Hmm.
2: Okay.
1: So that's why one reason why I liked Reddit, I like Reddit a little bit better is because sometimes people will post things that are spoilers like right. blatant, right there on reddit but then there's right. moderators of each subreddit that if because the, there is like a what's the word embargo or something
4: boys who have no life right oh, yeah Embargos. there's like a time limit That's where the mods
1: safe. won't allow spoilers to be out so that people have time to go see it and not be spoiled on the internet and so okay. photos will be blurred or text even text if you're throwing scrolling through comment threads will be blacked out and you have to click it to reveal the spoiler um, so I appreciate mm-hmm. that Reddit goes through that extra level of care care yes so care. that's my Spider-Man rant I think it's great it, I agree hey. with Adam's sentiment that it's the best Spider-Man movie I want to say it's the best superhero movie because uh, I, I thought oh. I thought oh.
0: your Adam quote was that he said it was the best superhero movie he
1: said it's the that's best superhero said. movie ever Yeah, I think it this is last week yeah it is the best Spider-Man movie for sure but I'm but I've been racking my brain because I'm like because Jason he was he, he saw it I think Monday the following Monday after we recorded with him um, he saw it and then we were having that discussion is it the best superhero movie and I'm like ah, that's a hard that's a hard title just to give easily but then I'm like okay well the name name it then what is the best superhero movie. Well,
0: so here's what's tough to judge on things like that, and so I, I, I like I was saying, I, I, was worried that that bar was too high, um, which I felt like you read as me saying Adam's wrong and the movie's horrible. But I was just afraid the bar was too high. I have no doubt the movie's fantastic.
1: I think it lived up to the hype.
0: But I think it's so tough to, uh, and like it really matters because these are fake stories, uh, you know, by rich people, and we, we probably shouldn't even give them this much time but it's so hard to judge things like that you have the same thing with sports where it's 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 tough to transport yourself back to the time in which a thing was released
2: right
1: yeah
0: so it's like to say that it's the best spider-man you can sit here and watch all of them now and that might that might be obviously true but they're standing on the shoulders of giants right where you look at like spider-man the 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 first one spider-man one was like such a revolutionary superhero comic book movie. But like I don't think it aged well at all. A big deal. Yeah, but we don't know how these are going to age
1: either. Sure, but like there's <laughs> editing think- things in Spider-Man One when I watched it recently. I'm like, that was that was incredibly lame.
0: And I mean to go like what they've done with the MCU is incredible. The movies are incredible. the The ramp up to to, to tie everything together with Endgame. What was incredible can't take anything away from all that but can i say that any or or even all of it collectively is better than the dark knight trilogy
1: i don't know man that's tough and that's that's the movies we brought up we're like okay if spider-man's not the greatest superhero movie okay what about spider-man 2 spider-man 2 in its time was fantastic um but watching it recently i'm like it was i liked it it was not bad but it it, it doesn't hold like i almost think far from home is better than spider-man 2 Listen, the I
4: haven't seen these Spider-Man movies, but I just want to say I think you're wrong because I have never heard another human in my life say what you're saying, Josh. So say what? Exactly. That the Spider-Man, like the first ones with Tobey Maguire and then the second one with Andrew um,
1: Garfield. Garfield.
4: Thank you. Everybody hated them, but I know. I literally, you're the first person who's like, they were amazing. So it's a mix. Me, I think it's I know a mixed bag. I, I'm speaking. I know that I cannot, <laughs> you know, really speak because I've never seen them for myself. But I just want to say, you're the only person I know who thinks they're good. Number one. Number two, you can't compare anything against Christopher Nolan and Christian Bale. You yeah. will lose every argument. So, no, yeah. I'm that's not. All I, want to say. I think
1: the the Dark Knight is that whole series is phenomenal. Like it's top notch. So mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, so is that? Can we are we crowning that the great? That's yes. my question. Like, are we crowning that the great we in our opinion, it. the greatest superhero movie ever? I, yes, mate.
0: <laughs>
1: See, so... it's a hard, it it's a pale? hard crown to it, get, and that's my whole in, point. Who well, are we crowning? So it would almost
0: be no question, almost be no question, if it wasn't for Christian story stupid freaking Batman voice. Where are the jokes? Okay, so, so whatever. But also, so I, again, like you, but you've got to put yourself in the time the thing came out and like, the Christopher Reeves old school Superman okay, movie.
4: Those are really good. A
0: big freaking deal, and they yes. were like, if you take, if you gave them the ability to do the effects and stuff like we do now, like if they could have done that, if you can kind of apply that idea to it, you're like, no, this is. But we're we're just so far past, so it's tough to it's tough to measure, right? It's almost kind of like the the Michael Jordan, you know, less obvious, but the Michael Jordan LeBron argument, right? Because they didn't play each other. Now, obviously, Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player ever, and would wipe the floor with LeBron. was was, was a much greater champion. LeBron sucks. Just, just look at his championship record to to determine that. Um, but so it's so it's just tough. But I think. Uh, What the Dark Knight trilogy did that the MCU doesn't is it got much closer or approached much closer to, and maybe they did win some stuff, but it's like MCU's awesome, incredible storytelling, incredible movie making, but there's no, there's no Oscar talks, not on any level, right? Like maybe there were some for, for editing or effects or stuff like that. I don't
1: care about that. Part but
0: nobody. I, I don't care about it anymore because that stuff's all become so self-congratulatory, in a lot right. of the, the award shows. But they used to mean something. It's like yes, dark the Dark Knight trilogy really was up there and had potential for something like that. And I think um, if that were, I, I think Heath Ledger he won was, something, didn't he? I think comic yes. he might have posthumously. He did, and it was, dude. You went into that like I was a young kid. Um, for like Batman and Batman Returns and so those were ingrained right like those were the go-to superhero movies of my childhood and Jack Nicholson was such a yeah. baller Joker and so when it's like hey we're gonna do these movies again and Heath Ledger the Night's Tale guy the 10 things I hate about you guy he's gonna play the Joker and, and you're going you're going oh Heath uh, buddy no because how can anybody ever play the Joker again and you're like oh Oh, that's how it didn't negate or take anything away from the old one. Nicholson's performance was still genius, and that soundtrack was still one of the best of any movie ever. The first Batman movie print soundtrack, check it out. Um, but man, Ledger, what what a genius! genius Phenomenal, but I will
1: say, yes, uh, Heath Ledger, he's my that's the I I was mad when the movie ended. I remember seeing it in high school, Mm -hmm. and like I wanted to see. He's the bad guy, but I was rooting for him because the performance was so phenomenal. I'm like, yes. can you keep going? I want to see how far this craziness is going to go. And then he got caught in and it ended. But, so, but
0: MCU, can you point to this? That who in the MCU? Willem
1: Dafoe. Dude, in this movie, because we all know he's in it. If you look at the poster, if you look at the trailer, yeah. he's he's from Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire's movies. Yeah. He's in There's- this movie. All right. It's not a spoiler. It's on the poster. Um, Dude, his performance in this... He I think he is in contention top 3 best villains ever. Swear to god.
0: I I could see okay. that cuz that's been my thing like you could point to Heath Ledger's performance there right and be like no like that was a once in a lifetime performance and nobody has there's lots of great acting in the MCU movies but there's no like man I can't believe like the way they played that role the quality of no. the acting Will Defoe
1: because he was still obviously Green Goblin from Spider-Man one with that just kind of, but he had, I think bad writing, but then in this one, it's more mature MCU (laughs) writing and the dude, I don't know, man, he, I would, you're legit. Like, this is a crazy guy. I'm a little scared of him. I will
0: say that if if you can narrow it down to moments and not complete performances and again, not, not taking anything away. They're incredible actors, Mm -hmm. but, um, spoiler i guess um rdj in endgame the death scene yeah unbelievable unbelievable acting phenomenal can't take anything away from that yeah and if i can pick one other moment when uh when they're time hopping and when thor sees his mom hemsworth acted the crap out of that that was fantastic moment but there's no like overarching like this was a career defining role for sure. somebody or sure. like you just can't but like they just almost like supersede themselves where like you look there's a lot of great about batman but then ledger and just nobody's had that standout thing so that does make me interested to see which i mean defoe's an amazing actor oh, yeah. and actor anyways same thing alfred it wouldn't surprise me from alfred molina who's an incredibly uh you know uh, who plays Doc Ock, Who's an incredibly accomplished. He did,
1: a, he did a great job too but it, he wasn't stand out like DeFoe was in this. Yeah. Like DeFoe, mm. like I was like oh oh shoot. Like this guy's this guy's got it. But and I will say Holland opposite uh DeFoe in the movie, uh Tom Holland, the scene that was making me go oh my god, like I'm going to cry forever. Like the way he was just acting. I'm like okay, Holland got some acting chops. Like all right? Cuz I saw the one movie where he men's thoughts were projected and it was with the one chick from star wars daisy ridley did you see that movie Mm -hmm. i don't even know chaos walking for whatever reason he's on another planet or something and all men's thoughts can be heard by okay problem (laughs) yeah and and so the movie was like and so like he's done a couple of his own i haven't seen cherry on apple tv plus um but he's not a terrible actor. But then this movie, I'm like, okay, Tom, I see you. i like to see you in like five years. That's and what I'm excited it- for
0: a little video a little clip today and i might have even sent this to you josh just saying like tom holland is undefeated and it was a clip of him being interviewed way back in the day like hey what's your dream role or what do you really want to do and he's like oh in 10 years i'd love to be playing something like spider-man cut to him playing spider-man and then there was a clip of them interviewing him and be like you know it, he, i don't know what the prompt was but they were asking him like if there were any games he liked to play or anything like that and he's like well i really like this uh, little game uh, called uncharted that's which funny. is a which is a massive franchise, and now he's playing now the main character in the movie straight. adaptation.
2: Oh! And
0: then the last clip is uh, somebody asking him like uh, if he never had a celebrity crush or who his first celebrity crush was. Zendaya. His his answer was Zendaya. Yeah. So like, dang, Tom Holland, he's, he's out winning. There, he's out there with his, like prophetic. Yeah, he's out there with his vision board, just getting after it. So That's
1: awesome! I didn't I, I didn't know any of those things. I think I knew the Spider Man one, but I didn't know the Uncharted and Zendaya
0: thing. Oh, so, good for you, buddy.
1: No, I so I'm also really happy just for him as like a person because like he just loves the role so much and you can just tell off screen and Aww. on screen just how much he loves being this. C- did you see the video I sent you the other day of him basically doing all his own stunts? Did I think it, did I send you that video? It was on <laughs> Instagram. He definitely
4: didn't send it to me.
1: Sorry, I'll add you to the thread. Um, but like the dude was do I mean obviously he's on wires, but he's still doing all the flips and he can just do backflips on his own and stuff. And I'm like. Holy crap, I didn't know he could do that. I mean, he's fit, too. He had a shirt off yeah. in one scene in the movie, and I'm like, wow, that dude, that's goals. What, What is he <laughs> eating? Is he, how much Chipotle is he eating to get to right
0: that? The spiders are no joke.
1: For real. But no, a movie is dope. You should check it out.
2: Okay. Okay. Read, watch go. all the other
1: movies first, though.
0: <laughs> there, we just, Josh just planned out like your like next nine dates with this super tall ginger. right or,
1: there. Or just there we go. watch a YouTube video of everything you need to know before you go see Spider-Man No Way Home. That's for sure option. a video.
0: See, but then they might like autoplay a spoiler. You can't, you can't
1: take that risk. You might see a thumbnail right underneath the suggested, to, and it just goes, "What
4: well, this person?" To be honest, yeah. I'm so Marvel stupid. I'm probably seeing spoilers every day, and it's I like, don't even know it's a spoiler. That, you know that video, what I
0: mean, it's like uh Dumbledore, Dumbledore kills Peter Parker, and then you're screwed. Mm. Yeah, but you can't have that.
1: Maybe in like two that. months, we can talk about the spoilers. Uh, from this movie and dissect it.
0: You know what? Let's just put it off and talk next year. Let's talk about it next year.
1: Next
4: year? Next okay. year. Sounds we'll talk great. about you, it next year. Of
0: those people in your life that see you next year.
4: I,
1: I am that person. Everybody, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Why
4: am I not at all surprised? Yeah. I do, all surprised.
1: But I do it more tongue-in-cheek because it's like, I hate the, That's the people that mean it. I'm like, yeah. shut up. I'm saying it, making fun of those people, but I'm coming off probably as that person.
0: Like the ironic... Right. That's fair. The ironic what? The, the ironic mustache. Like, you, you grow the mustache, but you're mocking people with the oh, mustache. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Like, Can you believe some people do this for real? Well, I mean, you're doing it for real. I don't yeah. know if you're aware. But I don't know if you thought this little joke through. But so so I had a great segue planned earlier when I was uh, mentioning uh, Babylon B's uh, plan for how to uh, keep up with Marvel without having to watch the movies. Oh, okay. and the, in the moment past but babylon b part of why i, just, I want to bring it up is just because it's a big get for them and i feel like they're obviously big they're obviously much bigger than us but i feel like babylon b came from humble beginnings too and just oh, grew yes. because of great content and it gives me hope babylon b freaking had elon this week like legit in that. studio sit down interview with elon musk of course they he, he loves their freaking content he, reposts he basically them. is I'm, them
4: Dude, so, Elon was killing it on Twitter this week. I how about seriously th- have a crush on this man.
0: I agree, but how about this? Like, I don't know if I've ever uh, if I've heard anybody else put this this succinctly. So, this is actually from uh, his interview with them. He says, "At its heart, wokeness is divisive, exclusionary, and hateful. It basically gives mean people a shield to be mean and cruel, armored in false virtue."
1: Wow! Dang!
0: I'm literate. I can read. I was waiting for captions to pop up on the screen. That's why that was so staccato. But I'm like, dude, Elon gets it. Like he yeah. gets it. So I haven't, I haven't watched the whole interview. I don't know if they have released the whole thing yet, but I'm I'm excited. So that's cool. Yeah. So just someday we'll have Elon will be sitting here uh, in my dining room with us. <laughs> it's not totally out of the question. They're gonna be launching starships out at the Cape. He'll be in Central Florida.
1: Yeah, he's not that far of a drive. He'll just no. turn his Tesla on autopilot and just take a nap.
0: I'm pulling a Tom Holland. Elon will be on the sound and podcast. Whoa. Live in person.
1: Be Jim Carrey okay. and write a million-dollar check and then cash it in like 20 years.
0: Yeah, he went a little cuckoo, though. I'm going to go that Tom Holland route. Yeah, you're right. He's gone a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs.
4: Just a little. Just a little.
0: No, but then sometimes he speaks some truth. I mean, a broke clock is right twice a day, but uh, you know, like when he just kind of rails on how um ridiculous celebrity is and how seriously they all take themselves, then I'm like, okay, Jim Carrey,
1: uh, what is that? Calling the, the pot, calling the kettle black. Like, remember the whole movie that he yes. played that comedian and everyone hated him? Yeah, what was Andy? Uh, what was the act, the comedian's Andy? name? He's like,
0: is, f- is it Kaufman?
1: Close,
0: yeah. Right, but yeah, no. Method acting's no joke. It breaks people. Like he for went like, hard yes. in the
1: paint, and there's, he he lost tons of relationships out of that. Out of that, yeah. There's
0: people game. that go in and never come back. But the flip side is, I saw. Have you watched like the documentary about that? Like the behind the scenes. I watched so
1: half was- of it, and I got so annoyed I turned it off. His, um, man,
0: we should, uh, we should look it up, but that dude, I think
1: you might be right. Andy Kaufman. Cause he,
0: he died young hit like family members of him came to set, um, during, and you could see, it was like cathartic for them to, they felt like they were talking to him. Like he was so in character and had so neat.
4: Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. So Andy
1: is the documentary. Yeah. Man on the moon. That's the name of the movie. Yeah. Andy Kaufman. You were right. Yeah. Yeah. Man on the Moon is the name of the movie, though.
0: I don't know about the movie, but the documentary is certainly worth the watch. Well, the documentary
1: is about him filming the Man on the Moon film.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's really interesting to see somebody go, evidently, Joaquin Phoenix is a lot like that. Um, with the, the method acting where uh, and uh, oh gosh what's his name that played Abe Lincoln he's done a bunch of other stuff too but oh
4: Daniel Day-Lewis
0: yeah he's very he's very method
4: super method uh, super method but you
0: just constantly <laughs> hear issues with people like losing themselves in these characters and not being able to oh, find yeah and evidently they were yeah Gaga with, with that with whatever this movie about whatever clothing designer or whatever it is that uh, she did the
2: Gucci is it the Gucci's yeah.
1: I just saw I that guess, she's in the movie. and I'm like, I don't care.
4: Did you guys watch *Mayor of Easton*? Easttown. Uh-uh. Either of you? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It's incredible, but it's it's Kate Winslet is the main act actress in it, and it's set here in a small suburb of Philly. So it's up in this area. Michael should watch it if he's listening to this, because uh, he's up in this area too. But it actually has won awards because. The accent they do, the Delco accent, is the hardest accent uh, to produce, like globally. And everybody did it so well; it's like won awards for how well they did. But anyway, she plays this investigator. It's
1: oh, it's a show. It can
4: be yeah, it's a show. It's on HBO Max. It can no, it's on Paramount Plus. Sure.
1: (laughs) I just want to give. I just want to give factual information.
4: Okay, okay. Since so when? I have no idea. <laughs> so she, but she, you know, talks about playing this character who is incredibly broken, has lived through tragedy and is now investigating tragedy and how she actually went to counseling herself after it and she said it was one of the best things that she's done and she's done a lot of interviews since but yeah, method acting Really messes with you. I mean, why do you think all these marriages in Hollywood are broken? You know, you pretend so long to be in another relationship, you're going to have these feelings, whether you're method acting that or not. Um, so, anyways, I'm not a, I'm not pro acting. I guess as a, as yeah. a human, just from the psychological perspective of what it does to your psyche.
0: Yeah, I've never understood some of that when you see these these people and there's obvious chemistry and chemistry and it's so convincing. And you're looking at some of the most beautiful people in the world and you're like, what you just, you grabbed a cup of coffee and felt nothing after that. You like, no. And then there was a lot of buzz. I mean, everything, I don't know why everything's Gaga all of a sudden, but that movie she did with Bradley Cooper. And then they did, right. the, they did the live performance the the, uh, performance. Oh, and you're like, well, no, clearly, clearly. There's some, some, some going on here. Yes. But, but I, I don't know. What, what, have you guys ever seen the clip of uh, Jennifer Lawrence and um? Oh gosh, I can't believe I'm gonna blank on his name. Star Lord. Star Lord uh,
4: Cumberbatch. Pratt?
0: Yes, Chris Pat. Can't believe I okay. blank. Um, they're doing like the whole bit with you know like people do with the dad jokes now when they're trying to make each other laugh oh yeah so and so she's like before our sex scene i ate three pepto bismol or it was (laughs) something like that
1: right that movie got a lot of hate but i really like passengers it was good i thought it was good but his,
0: his response was uh during our sex scene i felt you're up against me So he said he he used a a, a naughty word for a male appendage that she clearly doesn't have. And then she loses it because she might be the most real actress in Hollywood. She's just a normal being and we all love her for it.
2: I know. I love her.
0: Dude. And and I saw, again, it's been around all over time, like some award acceptance from Chris Pratt. And, you know, he's just like. No, you like you're not perfect because you weren't creative, perfect. And as soon as you figure out there's a real creator, then you can understand grace, and we all need grace. I'm like, well, he's just up there preaching, and yes. I and he raises lambs and makes good movies, and he was Andy, and I love him. That's all.
4: Oh yeah, Parks
0: and yeah. Rec. Yeah. So you can do you can do no wrong. I want him to uh, I want him to be Indiana Jones. I want them to reboot it, and I want it to be him.
2: That's not a bad
1: I idea. I think,
4: though, I was for that like five years ago, but I think we we passed on. We passed on from him. I, I don't want him for that anymore. I have to be honest with you. He's too old.
1: I feel like Tom Holland's you know, too they're young. they're having for... a second
4: kid. I, I'm just not into it.
1: Hmm. I feel like they should have done someone else for the Uncharted movie. I feel like Tom Holland's too young to be Nathan Drake. I feel like Chris Uh, Pratt could have been a good Nathan Drake. Well,
0: I always have felt like Nathan Fillion looked exactly like that. For real. 100%. But but he's too old for it now, but he would have been the perfect person. Right. Especially like Nathan Fillion circa like Firefly. uh, Perfect. Should have happened. You know, I mean, you know what we're talking about. Becca and Firefly and Nathan Fillion and Yeah, uh,
4: I'm just Googling, I was sitting here Googling. I have no idea. Oh, this guy. Okay.
0: He would have been perfect for it. But hey, last. So
1: I hate New Year's resolutions because I've said before that I think you should just change now and not wait for a digit number change. But I am kind of doing a New Year's resolution, quote unquote. Uh, but it's okay. only because uh well it's I'm gonna start reading the Daily Stoic, but it's it's Cool. for each day of the year so it's like january 1 2 3 4 etc so like i'm like i don't want to start reading it december whatever so when i when it came in so i'm like i think it'd be cool to start on december 1st and it has a journal that goes with it and i've okay. never journaled before in my life because i'm like i don't care about my thoughts but um i thought i would try it for a year and uh that's what i'm gonna do so i feel like you guys should join me and we should journal i do journal really. okay okay cool, so... cool
4: cool 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 cool, cool.
1: I,
0: I don't I, I love the idea of it. Um and even Ar our, our has done some uh some excellent articles and podcasts and stuff on journaling and, and touts it and obviously the Stoics were fans and even like Marcus Aurelius's Meditations was was just Literally, his journal and yeah one of the the great resources of, uh, stoic philosophy. Um, and so like, I love the concept of it, but in practice, I've just never been able to get into a groove and I know there's a few different tools. There's even some journals that are just designed around like you're answering like a question a day, right? You need to write a few and it's everybody approaches it differently. Like some people are very formulaic and it's literally just a, uh, just a recounting of your day, not necessarily your thoughts and your feelings about it, but I, you know,
1: Today. My my thought of doing it because I he has a whole Ryan Holiday has a whole blog of all the different benefits of journaling and they seem very interesting. Uh, most of it seems just like for your the health, your mental health, and like it just helps you feel good, like and you cleanse your whatever. I'm like, I feel like I'm mostly fine in that area, but one reason he said you should journal is like, uh, you can look back on your life and it's going to be accurate. Like your memory will fade and your memory will be inaccurate, but like the page, what you wrote down at the time, isn't going to be inaccurate. And so, I like, I kind of, that would be really cool to like look back a couple years and go, what was I doing on this day? And then boom, it's like right there. Mm. So that kind of interests me. Mm. And then this journal has a prompt in the morning and a prompt for the evening. So like in the morning, it's like, nice. what are you hoping for out of the day? Blah. And then at night it's like, well, did you do that thing? So I'm, I think that'd be kind of cool right. to do. But I also hate handwriting. My handwriting, it's just the worst. I should have been like, I should have been your dad maybe and been a doctor and prescribing mm-hmm. people the wrong thing. And they think it's the left leg, but I actually amputated the right, right leg and things like that. That was because uh, like doctors can't write good
0: jokes. So it might That's be true. a task along with that with you, but, um, and again, broken record, but of uh, mainliness has some uh, cool stuff they've written on. Uh, penmanship and even just in the sense of encouraging journaling and like actually writing somebody a letter or writing somebody a thank you note mm-hmm. but uh, Brett McKay over there he th- like he actually cites there's some actually even for adults some great resources to work on and improve your penmanship I need uh, to
1: watch all those th- things
0: it'd be it'd be a nice little, a little dovetail along with that for you I think
1: I think I think it's just because I don't have the patience like I'm maybe typing on a phone has spoiled it but like whenever I have to write things down like I start out good and then I just want to get it out and then it just turns into a chicken right. scratch.
0: Yeah, that's why my signature is illegible. I'm literally too impatient to like I don't
1: do you ever sign like on a like on a when you pay for something and they ask for your signature, do you ever sign that legit or do you just give it a squiggle? no.
0: If it's a I little totally cream,
4: squiggle. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, think okay. I, yeah, I make an it's X. Totally I, squiggle. Yeah. So no, I, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm not really, uh, it's funny. My, my spiel, my little, uh, lead up to proposing to my wife, um, the setup for it was a little talk about resolutions. Um, uh, but that aside, I, I'm not a resolution fan anyways. Cause like, if you know, you need to do something or should be doing something, sure. just, just do it. And like, I, there's just so much stigma around them. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's so accepted that you're not going to keep up with it and fail that it actually takes them off the pressure off.
1: Yeah.
4: Mm yeah
1: like if if i picked up that journal like in august i would have just started right then and there but i was like i'm right here at the beginning i just bought this journal might as well just start yeah like with jane one with the with the daily Mm story book itself um and so i'm kind of excited to read it it'll be pretty fun
0: i i did see um go ruck did you guys hear that we're go ruck affiliates um but i saw they're doing a cool thing this year i haven't seen them do before and they're calling it a functions check which is a a play off of um like the military concept of a functions check and i i like this because it's not um it's just a, a truncated little thing it's not uh it's not that i'm committing to do this all year i'm committing to do this for the rest of my life so it just seems like you'd stick to it more and i like their their focus on it i actually reposted uh, it to uh, to our stories. If you if you go and check it out, well, I guess by the time you listen to this, it won't be there anymore. Um. But so they're doing a, a seven day functions check, right? So the way they describe it, like in the in, in the military, a functions check is what you perform on your weapon to assure ensure it's going to work when you need it. Doing this simple process increases safety, ensures operability, and gives you the knowledge that your weapon is functioning properly. And this this knowledge also builds your confidence to focus on the larger mission. So they're so that's their so that's what their concept, right? So your function check is on you, right, rather than okay. Right. So it says, if you're looking for a reboot to prove that you're still functioning just fine after a long year, uh, here's what we're doing. Pick any seven days between now and the end of January to complete this challenge. So you're just doing this for seven days, anytime in the month of January, so their physical focus is over that seven days you rock 25 miles they don't give a weight requirement anything else you rock 25 miles mental no tv no video games sorry josh who's uh, you know like 1200 dollars deep on gaming consoles hey right now. i sold my
1: ps4 today and technically my ps5 was only 100 dollars now so great
2: yeah.
0: but mental no tv no video games no social media I'm read a book read a book of your choosing instead um, and then social four workouts, minimum 30 minutes each with a partner in the real world. So not just getting in a workout, but working out being face-to-face send, spending. It's an excuse to be social. Uh, okay. Right. so their take, their three pillars to your health, mental, physical, and social, your head, your heart, and your soul being strong at all three means blah, blah, blah. So I just think it's a really cool take on it. It's not a commit to this year long thing. It's, right. it's not a resolution. It's just a, Hey, check in and maybe if any of these things, when you do them, like to me, this is the unspoken part. If any of these are a struggle, if any of these are harder than you thought they were going to be, uh, maybe you need work. All right. So, you know, like if you're just the point being, or maybe you find, Hey, I haven't been doing this thing, but I enjoy this. Or Hey, when I have a week with no TV, no social media, no whatever, whether you fill that with books or not, you might right. find, hey, when I wasn't doom scrolling or reading the news constantly or hearing the news constantly or just vegging, I actually felt more alive, or maybe I had more time for my kids mm-hmm. or my dog or or my whatever. So I I think it's it's cool to see them doing that.
1: Yeah, yeah that's cool. I love it. That is cool. I've been uh, I started reading uh, Daily Stoics, uh, The Obstacle Is the Way. Mike would love to hear that. I yeah. uh, started that a couple nights ago, and I've been reading it. Not tonight because it's now late. But um, I have been reading it most nights, and it's I've done nothing but keep highlighting almost everything in that book.
0: Yeah, it's it's that one's tough. Not you just by the time you're done, you're like, oh, that whole page is
1: yellow. Yeah, like you have to think, like, what am I actually going to to want to read quickly again? But yeah, it's it's phenomenal.
0: I actually just got today as a gift, Jacko Willink's new fictional book, Final Spin. So I'm looking forward to uh, blowing. Flowing through that over the long Christmas weekend
1: here. I was aiming so, to that, read obstacles away and ego's the enemy over the Christmas break. Let's see if we'll yeah. do it because I also have a Nintendo Switch, so we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, so spoiler alert, this is the this is the new year, this is the year end episode, but we're actually recording pre Christmas here. Still. No <laughs> gifts to come. Yeesh. But uh, any good read? You're a reader, Beck's pretty prolific. Yeah, anything? Uh...
4: Yeah, I'm reading a fiction book. It's a second in a series, and I'm not even going to say because I didn't love the first, and the second one I, I might actually put down, but then I'm reading a book called The Soul of Desire by a psychiatrist, and it's basically, um, I mean, only on the third chapter, but he's arguing that underneath all of our uh, longings in life is this desire to be known, which comes, you know, manifests in beauty and goodness in truth. Um, so it's just a really interesting psychological look at what is desire, why do we desire, why do we desire beauty and goodness? And we're drawn to it in every facet of our lives. We want to be around, Good food, we want to eat good food, we want to be around beautiful people, beautiful paintings, and what is it this longing inside of us? Um, and how can that longing for beauty and truth shape our community? Um, and hold us in our grief and in our pain, and what does that look like? And I'm assuming because he is a Christian, well, maybe he doesn't tie it into spirituality, but I'm assuming he's going to somehow tie that into god and how he created goodness and beauty and truth and this longing for that here is a reflection of him but i don't know i don't know what his argument is going to be because it is very psychological which i really love it's very interesting Mm -hmm. so that that was my fun reading i finished all my grading so that was the first book i cooked up for my fun grading my fun break reading
0: yeah, I feel, uh, I'm I'm going to call it, I feel like a, a beauty for ashes play coming there. So you got to let me know if I'm right. So I don't think that's going to be the. I,
4: I don't know. I, I've been reading a lot of like books this, this fall on a theology of beauty and a theology of suffering too, which are kind of my favorite themes in life. But I, I don't think he's going to do that. This is much more like at its core, like what, what is longing psychologically, like what's going on in our minds and in our bodies um, that we desire beauty. So I don't think like he uses different lenses to kind of extrapolate that, but I don't think this one is going to be a beauty from ashes. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, but I, I think this is a much more, what is this desire? Like at its core, what's going on, you know, in our synapses and how does that reflect in our lives? Is it hmm. a good thing? Is it? Is it not? Um, yeah.
0: So I
4: because so, he's like he. I mean, he's a neuroscientist. That's his thing. So. Yeah. I, I I I don't know. We'll see. I I only in the third chapter. So.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, now surface. Surface view. I don't want to poo-poo your book. I hope you enjoy it. And I don't know that's what I'm, fine. But, you
4: can poo-poo my book.
2: I don't
0: know what I'm talking about here. I mean, which is the whole point of the podcast. That's what's fun, right? If you wanted experts, go someplace else. I mean, Becca's an expert, but you know I mean, we're, we're idiots. So like, um, and I've actually, I've always said this. I don't know why. In the context of uh, like servers in a ref- restaurant. Like you go to a restaurant, somebody's going to bring you your food. You you want you a good looking server? You want a bad looking server? You want a good-looking server. Everyone's like, given the choice. The service right. is equal. You want a good-looking server. As a matter of fact, you might even be okay with slightly lesser servers still with a good-looking server. But in general, I'm like, where? what's what's the deep meaning here? Like, uh, mm. how, is it really any deeper than, well, if I've got to... Like, it, I'm, I'd be interested to see what the tack is on it. Not so interested that I'll, I'll read the book. Right. Um, like, Of course not. Um, if you've got, like... Uh, between ugly things and, and pretty things, I'd rather see pretty things. Right. I, I don't see the potential for a lot of depth in that. Like but of course. Why? Like of but course. Why? But why? Well, because ugly things are ugly and pretty things are pretty.
4: But why? Fight,
1: fight, fight. But I'm why? Not fighting, but, why but, it's, but why what?
4: But why, if you have two choices, why would you choose the pretty thing over the ugly thing? Because it's pretty. But why is it pretty?
0: that I feel like there's some depth there. So why do we find beauty in certain things and not in others? If that's the question, yes. that's interesting. But to me, it's, um, of course people prefer beauty over ugly, but if it's, why do they find certain things, beauty and why, uh, beautiful? And why do they find certain things ugly? Then I feel like there's some, okay, that's interesting there. There's some depth to that.
4: Right. Yeah. I would imagine he's going to talk about that.
0: Yeah. Cause I'm but like, I don't know. Oh, you could look at this parking lot or you could look at the mountain range. Everybody's going to pick the mountain range. Why are they going to pick the mountain range?
4: But not everyone is. First of all, not everyone is. And some people might not know they can, you know, turn their head to view things. You have to train people to see beauty.
0: Uh, elaborate.
4: You often, in my work especially, if you grow up and you never experience any beauty, goodness, truth, light, love, you don't know to associate a mountain range as something beautiful. So you have to be trained to receive. Same way these kids, how I talked about with my dad earlier, children need to mirror. They need to see what's going on in someone else's faces to know and discern. They have no way to discern what's going on in their bodies like what they're feeling what they're seeing so they have to see things mirrored and if what you're seeing mirrored is a parking lot as good you're going to associate then parking lot as good you need to be taught and trained actually there's something else let's expand this viewpoint let's teach you how to see what is good
0: but that's but so then that's experiential though Right. So I'm talking about it
4: does get experiential and it does get subjective because you're imposing your view of goodness on somebody else. Um,
0: Because I would, you know, gun to my head, make me make a definitive statement about this. And Ryan Holiday would say, you don't have to have an opinion about this. Um, But uh, like, if there's definitely differences culturally, individually, and otherwise in what people find attractive and unattractive, whether or not you're talking about. Mm Sexually, architecturally, artistically, but mm-hmm. otherwise okay. they're different there. But I do think, um, in my 40 years of the human experience, there are things that strike me as intrinsically beautiful. I think there are, are things like if we want to spiritualize it, I mm-hmm. think there's some things that are just the rocks crying out, right? Like I think creation speaks to a creator. And so I think there's yes. some things where regardless of culture and regardless of experience, if a human being is presented with them, the beauty is obvious.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'd be interested to see if there's now a lot of the science side of psychology. There's some woo woo out there, but I'd like to see if there's some good study and data on to support. That's, that's my theory. That's my hypothesis. I think there's some things that regardless of socioeconomic status, um, life experience,
4: Sure. Sure.
0: Spiritual or emotional well-being. Set all those aside. You show a hundred people this thing, a thousand people this thing, a million people this thing. The they would recognize the beauty in it.
4: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I've seen that study, but there are hundreds of research studies that have been done on nature, for instance, as a positive factor in people's lives. That when they experience nature, see nature you know, it eliminates stress, positive well-being, it helps them to feel better about themselves and on and on and on, which I would argue is an aspect of that. So yeah, I don't disagree with you, Kale, on that point.
0: Now I think, and maybe this is the case, if you if you broaden beauty when you're talking if you're talking about it as perspective, if you're helping to people to find the beauty in a situation that might not be obviously beautiful. That's so it's a saying, totally different situation. So you think outside of the realm of even the visual sense or or auditory, right? Music. You hear and,
4: the bird.
0: I did. Oh, it sounds like it's feedback to me. Uh, but, it's
4: uh, telling us another hour has passed.
1: Well, and it's funny. Us, where, I'm tired.
0: Where I do feel like um, there, I would say there are those def- those things uh, in a visual sense. I feel like that's completely gone. Uh, in an auditory sense, I don't know that there's any one auditory, any sound experience where you could get, I don't think there would be anything where you'd get hundred percent agreement going. That sound is beautiful or that sound is pleasurable.
4: No, I would, I think most, this is not your field. So you're not, you're not in, you're not reading this stuff all the time, which is fair. I don't but have a, <laughs> most people, There's no- um, you know, water, why do most, um, spas have the sound of running water? Uh- going yeah, on
0: i wouldn't have thought it's of that it's
4: highly exhaust it's highly relaxing and mm-hmm. it just brings you back
0: ease. To, to, to nature because i'm thinking man-made sounds right i'm thinking like tones put together sure. where i was thinking i don't think there would be that common agreement but if you pivot back to sounds of nature okay now i'm sold
4: yeah and i, I think you could make an argument for some classical pieces in certain genres of classical pieces um the other thing is we don't often factor in scent and how ol- the olfactory system really affects beauty and how cert- like scent is the hardest um, of the senses to heal and recover in traumatic situations because it's the deepest layer in your mind mentally it connects deeper so sense is incredibly powerful for good or for ill. Um, but we don't often think about scent uh, as bringing beauty and goodness. So there are some people who are very, like, very sensitive to
0: scent. You just, you just gotta walk those people by a Cinnabon. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want a positive scent association. Walk by a Cinnabon, or like okay?
1: Annie yeah. Ann's in the mall.
0: Oof, come mm, Annie Ann's. Here, okay, listen though, uh, Aunt Annie, wherever you are, whatever, whatever your yeah, name. Here in
4: Lancaster, Annie Byler, okay, she's here. But
0: listen. Like, they don't, I like, uh, like I get soft pretzels and mustard is supposed to be a thing, but I like a little bit of cream cheese in my soft pretzel. But they only have light cream cheese. Nobody wants light cream cheese. Literally no one in the history of the world has gone, yeah. you know what, give me the light cream cheese, ever. That's all I'm saying. Bring it back. Sorry. I just get True. the
1: cinnamon bites with, I don't know if it's not cream cheese, it's like a white syrupy, very it's sweet. It's probably
0: cream cheese
4: derivative, but...
0: Oh, their pretzel, their little pretzel wrap hot dogs. What's up? Even Jocko gets down on those. Ask Jocko about a pretzel wrap hot dog.
4: Interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's a man of mystery. What can you say?
2: What can you say? So,
0: well, it's where we're at in our time, in this moment in history. It's getting late, boys and girls. I don't know when you're listening. I don't know what your drive time is.
1: Maybe you're you're falling. Maybe
0: you know. You having a hard time falling asleep, and uh, a Solid Seven is what what does it for you? Uh, but whenever you're listening, here's
1: the sound of nature's running water.
0: That's that's uh, just Josh's
2: bidet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have a TMI moment. So I went to work. I had to do the business. Okay. Uh, later, I thought I did a good job wiping and cleaning up later like an hour later i was like i don't i'm feeling uncomfortable down there so i was i went home for lunch and i was like i'm just gonna use a bidet and clean up and i felt much better afterward that's all i'm gonna say
4: i love bidets i'm with you yeah. josh love them
1: it's bidaking me crazy what that didn't what? work that didn't work wow so I, I even had a dude wipe like an individual packaged wet wipe and still I, like, i guess it wasn't effective because it wasn't my bidet you're getting
4: spoiled. Like this is gonna happen to you now all the time. Yeah, Even if you it. would like clean yourself well, you're gonna think because you don't have a bidet. Is it is it really
1: throwback is... to or call back to our previous conversation, uh, Andy Dwyer, uh it was today it was like wiping a marker. It was like, All right, are we done yet?
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Coming back as always. Full circle. At some point we're gonna have to stop stop calling you a guest just uh, a part of the fam this is the boys show i am happy to be here when we sit here and say things like uh hey we we appreciate your support and it helps make the, the podcast better and Uh, you know, we'd love to have your Patreon support and we would, or, you know, hit up solid7podcast.com and and click the go ruck link and go get yourself some gear register for event or click on the link for Jocko go or origin main and and go get yourself some discounted gear and all that supports the podcast. Uh, When we say that helps make the podcast better. We want to do things like this coming year. We want to ship Becca a mic. So you're not hearing like her wired earphones cut out or Uh, You know, phone audio when she's on with us Uh, and just just different stuff like that. So, uh, you know, if uh, if you like what we're doing and you'd like for us to be able to do it a little bit better, hit up the website, throw us a little Patreon support, not backup, obviously, but the rest of you Um, or uh, go over to uh, originmain.com or Jackofuel.com or go All those links are right there. Actually, I shouldn't even throw the dot coms. Don't go directly to their websites. Go to our website to get to their website. Yes. And uh, you know, then when you make your purchases, we get to we get to wet our beak a little bit. We get a little bit of love for the podcast here. So uh Which
4: is awesome for quality products. Indeed. It's a win for everybody, indeed. honestly.
0: US made products, fair trade products.
2: The sun oh. is
0: Somebody. There we go. Um but uh no, we, we, we'd appreciate that. That, that'd be a great, uh, year end uh, gift to us there. If you wouldn't mind doing that. Uh, also, man, just sharing the podcast, telling friends, sharing the social media, uh, clicking like, uh, ratings, actually Spotify just added ratings like straight up. So you Spotify listeners, Uh, we'd love a five-star rating. And if you're not feeling five stars, then maybe just don't waste your time on it. You know what I'm saying? It's not not even worth doing, but, uh, with all that helps get us exposed, helps us show up higher and higher on Becca's Google search. The more listens we have, we want to be number one. When you search professor Rebecca Strangarity, I want to beat out her I want to beat out her employer. I want to beat out her place of employment. I want solid seven at the top of that list.
1: What are you, Tom Holland
0: what so uh, and we want we want elon and we need your sports to do it but uh listeners yes. we love you it's been an awesome year we're over this is episode number 40 dropping here so i mean it's not our anniversary but it's it's the end of our first year uh doing this 40 really 42 ish episodes um, and, and really having fun doing it and glad you guys are along with us, but please, you know, keep telling people, keep, uh, keep listening. We appreciate it. And, uh, it's been fun. Uh, I think, I hope I, uh, Tom Holland claim, uh, that 2022 is going to be going to be a big one. So, uh, and we've got uh, some stuff, some, some big stuff in the works for January and we'll, we'll plan some stuff for the, the one
1: year anniversary coming up here for the podcast we're and gonna buy every listener up a day just kidding
4: hey you're getting a day and you're
1: getting we're a gonna day. oprah that junk and uh maybe we'll buy
0: one listener a bidet. <laughs> that would be
1: an awesome pri- like a raffle prize
0: maybe one listener gets a gets
1: up a day. that's i'm down to do that because you could get a decent one for like 60 bucks on Amazon. So and
0: we're we talked about last week We're we're working on on a little plan. It was fun having something we were working towards promoting. So we're maybe working something uh, in, in that direction we might launch here. We're, uh, Becky, you wouldn't have heard this because we uh, we talked about it in the bonus content, but we're actually, uh, for those of you, maybe if you're uh, sitting on the fence about uh, doing the Patreon support, we're looking at changing up the bonus content a little bit where a lot of times it's been just me or Josh or sometimes me and Josh and the guests if they have time, just kind of extending the show, maybe talking about things we didn't get to uh, in the actual podcast. But uh, what we're probably going towards with that is just doing more um, like little bites type stuff where uh, Josh and I might alternate, um, and just kind of come at you with a few minutes of something that stood out to, to either one of us or that we're reading, like maybe Josh, you know, come hit you with some daily stoic, uh, you know, whatever, some new stuff, some, uh. If I, you know if I've got something space newsy I want to talk about that I know is just gonna make Josh's eyes roll all the way back in his head, maybe I'll drop that on there. But then also uh, which Becca's hearing for the first time right now, maybe occasionally we have Becca just just throw in one of those or have Mike Redacted throw in one of those some of our, our regulars that you guys know and love and just make that an extra little nugget you know in, in the week where we drop those separate. so uh, and then still doing the occasional you know big uh, bonus episode on their live episode. Uh, different stuff like that. So, uh, uh, you know, check check that out. Watch for that. We might start that here pretty soon, doing that that way. Where uh, if you're, uh, whether you're a $5 or $10 Patreon supporter, you get that bonus content every week. So different stuff like that, but exciting. It was a fun year. Like I said, I can't remember all the stats. I know we're over 4,000 plays now. Um, uh, several countries. Thank you, Becca, that we've been played in. Um, so, uh, pretty, pretty cool. Neat. Yeah. So, well, we love you all. We hope you had a, a wonderful and merry Christmas and, uh, everybody have an awesome new year. Behave yourselves. Um, don't do anything we wouldn't do and don't do some of the things we would do. And, uh, remember when the fireworks say light and get away, light and get away. Don't, don't end up listen there's no ER beds open. You can't go blowing fingers off. They're all taken up because of of deathly ill Omicron patients, okay? Wow. They're they'll, they'll you'll, you'll have to they'll have to treat you out in the parking lot, which you may or may not find beautiful depending on your life experiences, but you won't be in a hospital bed. So, all right. But, listeners, we love you. We mean it. We'll
2: see you next year.